Blog Talk Radio. We've had the best football picks for a decade, and we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 10th season, this is, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay Andre. Are you recovered yet? From whatever the heck that was last weekend, I still don't know what that was. I still have no words for it. Twelve one-possession games last weekend tied the NFL record. And two of those games that weren't one-possession games, Denver won by, was it 21 points? Uh then they were up by uh they were down by a lot before uh Cincinnati was down a lot uh in Tampa before coming back and winning Denver won by 9 they were they were not up 21 they were uh they only won by 9 but so that's a two possession victory by the slimmest of possible margin it was an absolute bananas crazy weekend of football and we're going to try to cover as much as we can we're going to give out our awards and we're going to figure out what in the world all that was before we make our picks for week 16. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. We are here. We are live. We are in much less detail. The podcast here with you on a Friday night, December the 23rd, 2022, before our big batch of Saturday games tomorrow on Christmas Eve with three more on Christmas Day and one on Monday night. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We're here to figure whatever the heck that was. Uh, Jay, I guess you can uh, say what that was better than, than I can because you got four games on me last week, so you got a better judgment or viewpoint on whatever was going on in, in week 15 than I do. Uh-oh, I don't hear Jay. Oh, Jay, are you muted? Uh I hit the button to put Jay on, like, right as the show was starting. Sometimes that's a problem. Try to mute him and get him back, see if that works. Hello? There you are. Now I can hear you. Okay, that's – I know that, uh, yeah, you must have gone, like, right into the studio about five seconds before the show started. I was in the studio. I just – I connected you, like, literally as the girl was counting down to when the show was started. I didn't mean to do that. That never works. (laughs) No. (laughs) I was was about two seconds away from ending and trying to call back in, so. Yeah. um, I'm glad I tried that mute and reconnect thing, so thankfully that worked. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, as I was saying with all that big lead-up, whoo, what a weekend. It It was a wild and wacky week. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it good football. Uh, it was it was entertaining, but yeah, I, I I tend to draw the line with all of these comebacks and the sloppy play and the, the silly coaching and ref ball. It's it's definitely been a very odd season. Uh, I'm kind of sad that this is the first season that I've been able to watch as much football as I have because it 
makes me wish I hadn't. <laughs> it's yeah. been a lot of it. It's it's been awful. Uh, the product on the field is not good. Um, a lot of injuries, a lot of uh, a lot of crazy outcomes. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I got four games on you last week. It means absolutely nothing. Because <laughs> even even the two I lost, I should have won. Um, it, it means which just, you, tells you, which just tells you how crazy it is because you have Atlanta do over on a two point conversion after they fi- after they missed to give you a cover to go from five to three, and then you have the Bears just get a complete busted coverage of garbage time touchdown. Yeah, that meant nothing in the overall game, and then I get wild and wacky wins, and you know you get we get I get the the Raiders and the Jags and just this, oh. just ugh, what what a yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's fun. We're going to hand out the hardware, but it it it, it leaves me wanting quality football. That, that is the way I I end up with it at at the end of the day. I mean, they can't all be you know Bill Walsh and uh, excellent Ooh. coach organizations, and uh, you know they, they there are a lot of teams that need a lot of work, uh, coaching wise and and yes. scheme wise. Um, you know, but they can't all be great. And and that's kind of what's you know makes it fun is you got all these teams now scrambling for the bottom of the playoff pile and trying to get that last wild card spot and, and they're all like very flawed teams but somebody's yes. gonna get in and once you get in you never know yeah we have uh, we have the Jaguars now are the money favorite to win the division yeah, crazy it it is but hey if they do I'll look like a genius. Because I had the Jaguars in the playoffs. That you did. And I laughed my ass off at you. And <laughs> for the first three quarters of the season, it looked like a joke. And here come the Jaguars. Go figure. Well, because all it takes is, you know, eight wins, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, I get guess. It. Unless, unless you're the Bucks, Or whoever. No, or anybody the in South, the NFC You South. might only need six or seven to mm-hmm. win that thing. Uh, okay. The Panthers are still alive for a, a home playoff game. Yes. The, the organization that quit on their team weeks ago can still possibly host a playoff game. It's It's been that kind of season, and there's three more weeks of it to go. Yeah, well, so we, we'll, we'll have to see if we survive. Uh, did that pull me even with you for the year? And, and what would be sure a wild, did. How crazy <laughs> of a year has this been? And here we are. We're, we're 15 weeks in, dead heat. So five, ten, and one for me with the uh, Titans Chargers push. Nine, six, and one for you. It's a crazy amount of pushes this year. That's eight pushes on the season yeah. now, um, pulling us both at one hundred eight, one hundred eight, and eight. Not only are you even with me, but we're both even on the year. We're both exactly at five hundred. I, I don't know what to standard. say about that either. It's it's the gold standard, right? It is it is the mark that we always strive for to at least be 500 or higher, and we're 15 weeks into this nonsense, dead even. Dead even, both 500, three weeks to go. Man, race to the finish. You you continue your locks push because, again, you're going to win out in locks since you can't catch me there. (laughs) That's a guarantee. So you come through on Monday night with the pack over the Rams. Um, and my lock uh, didn't go so well with, uh, with the Bills on Saturday night, but I lamented that uh, live as we were doing the show yes. last Saturday. You did. 
You did. Uh, yeah, as you were putting together your 0-4 start to the Ooh. week last week. I'm, I guess I should be happy to, to win five. It's just, hard to recover. it's just hard to recover from that. Very, very difficult. Um, I did get to actually sit down and watch the Bills-Dolphins game because I wanted to see how the Dolphins did that, and I, I came out of it impressed by the Dolphins' effort. Um, I'll talk about that uh, as the show goes on. I actually sat down and watched that Vikings game because I had to see how the hell that developed and how that happened. I had to see that for myself with my own eyes. And I mean, I saw it, it, it happened. Um, I still can't describe it or understand it, but it, but it happened. It was a thing. It happened. No explanations for it. You, by virtue of beating me last week, get the uh, distinction of trying to describe and figure out all of this stuff from last weekend first. So, I asked you, Jay, the musical question thing to you about that week. week, week, week. This was the award I probably struggled with the most. <laughs> was what was the best? There's a whole lot of, of bad, uh, and we'll we'll get to that. Um, but I looked for the good, and that's this. That's the whole point of this award. I looked for the good things that happened this week, and. I'm actually going to give it to a team that we've been kind of handing the flowers to the last few weeks with the resurgence. They've taken over first place in their division, uh, go on the road, uh, erase a big deficit, and uh, basically erased Tommy. I'm giving it to the Cincinnati Bengals for that effort going down to Tampa, getting down 17 to nothing quick, and then just turning Tom Brady into a turnover machine. He throws two picks. He fumbles twice. And in the snap of a finger, that 17 nothing deficit was completely wiped out. Uh, and, and then the Bengals just piled on some more and route to a 34-23 win on the road in Tampa in what looked like it was just going to be Tampa's day. They were getting everything they wanted early in that game. And then they get a strip sack of Tommy. And then it was like the route was on. It was like, wait a minute, I feel better. I, uh, I'm a, impressed. I'm for for this for a Super Bowl loser to come out with the hangover, that Super Bowl loser's curse, and they, they kind of muddled along. And over the last few weeks, I mean, here they are at ten and four. You, you could that not bad for a team that's kind of like uh, finding their way. And uh, yeah, Bengals are a dangerous team here going into uh, late December and January. Yeah. Yeah, good on them. In a in a, in a different week, that would have been uh, much more newsworthy and been talked about a lot more because it was right. that was very pedestrian. Quite, last week, it was completely a blip. Just nobody noticed it, nobody cared. But yeah, that's kind of significant to uh, be up seventeen nothing on a team and wind up losing by multiple scores like that. Um, and I made fun of you a little bit on this pick because I remember. You said you were taking the Bengals over the Bucks because I'm going to take the better team. And I'm Good. like, well, yeah, yeah. that's that's <laughs> kind of – you could do that every game, and if it feels that yeah. easy, you know. So the better team, the Bengals, found themselves down 17 to nothing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then they woke up in the second half and said, wait a minute, we're the better team. And they just lambasted the, uh, the Buccaneers and tore me. Uh, it, there's only so much the Bucks D can do, you know, to combat the offense – constantly coughing up the pig. Tommy was terrible, uh, turning it over, fumbling interceptions the whole nine yards, uh, but give the Bengals credit for forcing that. And 
uh, yeah, I didn't have any awards for for that game. So good for you for highlighting and spotlighting the Bengals and and, and yeah, giving them their flowers. They're doing what you we, we said they're doing what they did last year. They just kind of figured it out as it went as the season went along and tried this and tried that and then said, okay, we got the magic formula. We're going to go and, and make our run now. And hey, who knows? Maybe they're ready to make another run in the AFC when the when the playoffs come around. Yeah, the AFC is definitely, uh, as it has been most of the last several years, the much more loaded conference uh, by a lot. <laughs> and uh, there's Cincinnati uh, moving their way up now into what would be a three seed. Yeah, it's it's right there. There's a lot of stuff right there for, for the taking with a whole lot of different teams. Uh, there's actually only one game this entire weekend, e- even including – uh, Thursday, featuring two teams that are both completely el- eliminated from playoff contention. Every one of the other 15 games, yeah. at least one of the teams is still fighting for a playoff spot. It, it, it's wide open right now. It is completely wide open for whoever wants to get hot. And the Bengals yeah, are getting is, hot. This is the excitement of the extended schedule, of the added playoff format. I mean, I'm just at that let's just get there point now. Sure. <laughs> I, I hear you. Start so bad. Three long weeks to go. I'm done with. We've been done with some of these teams for so long that it's just like, let's go, let's go, let's get to the playoffs. Can we just start right now? I like these matchups. Let's go. What was your best of that week? Uh, I'm with you. There's a lot to comb through and try to figure out. Um, was that the best, or was that just some dumb luck, or what? Um, I gave uh, the flowers last week to. The Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, so I'm going to do it again as the best of the week because yeah. uh, you you got to have some stones to keep calling these crazy-ass plays, and they, they keep working, and they keep resulting in Ws. Get Ws however you can get them, and the, the Lions are just getting them, and they, and they, and they just keep winning. Uh, Brock Wright Brock for Wright. the win? Sure. 51-yard touchdown. Yeah, and, and that week? Yeah, what, what the hell? Why not? Yeah, why uh, not? That makes uh, so the New York Jets are up seventeen thirteen. Two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, fourth and one for the Lions. Game on the line. You think they would man up and, and run it up the middle? Uh, you think they would throw something short to move the sticks? Uh, they're at their own forty nine yard line. Nobody could have possibly seen Jared Goff to a no name tight end who just dropped the ball uh, right before that as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brock Wright, and, and I mean, he was wide open. Nobody had any idea that was coming. Um, this was after Johnson called the Panay Sewell catch from, from last week with the offensive lineman in motion, which nobody saw that coming. Look, that, that's football, right? Do what the opposition doesn't think you're going to do. Put, put men in position where they're going to be uncovered or be all alone because the defense isn't expecting it. Uh, you know, expect the unexpected. And that's what the the Lions are doing, and uh, got to give Ben Johnson the credit and give him the flowers again, uh, pulling out a, a victory right there where the the Lions were in position to if they if they get that fourth down and shut them down, they're going to put the put the Lions away. Um, and you know, Zach Wilson, <laughs> he had some real good throws in that game. He had, you know he had some terrible ones as well because he's Zach Wilson. Some of the shittiest throws you'll ever see, but he also had some real good ones. It was I, I made reference to it in my in my pick for the game on Twitter on Thursday night. It was 
it was YOLO balls. That's all it was. Huh. Well, all, most of the most of the big plays where he was getting them out there to get, he was just back legging it, just chucking it out there. And the Lions' defense is so bad that <laughs> a lot of those were able to convert, um, which was why I was so anti Jets on Thursday night. Like, no, wait, no, Jags aren't going to give this up. And but now I thought that they were going to you know, sneak that one out over the Lions. So, yeah, give yep. the Lions a lot of credit for going on the road, and, and especially to catch that defense napping. That Jets defense has been the only thing that they've had going for them on mm-hmm. this run that they've been on. And the, the Lions, those guys, find a way to go on the run. Yeah, the, the, one, of, one of the things we get with this extended season now is, boy, we get some of these teams just getting hot late. And the Lions are, are heating up. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, you you saw those Zach Wilson Yolo balls, so you have to admit that the ones that were good were good because he Yoloed and yeah and threw it up for guys who were actually there in position because half of the Yolo balls in that Lions game and all the ones in the Jaguars game were <laughs> Yolo balls for the other team where nobody uh, on yeah. his team was in position to catch the ball. So at least he had some Yolo balls in this one that were actually intended for the the actual intended receiver. So that, that's something. Then he completely devolved Thursday night, and now he's uh, been benched again. So. Yeah, yeah, they melted down again and gets benched for some guy named Streveler. <laughs> Robert Solomon uh, said he wanted to uh, uh, highlight the running game. Okay. That, that's what you say when you hate your quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I want to highlight my running game now. Nobody <laughs> wants anything to do with Zach Wilson, apparently. So. Ah. <sighs> Not even his, his mother's friends right now. Uh, what was the worst thing out of all of that to uh, to you in week 15? I, I still can't decide what's worse. Is it the Colts blowing a 33 to nothing lead? Or is it the Vikings losing 33 to nothing at halftime? Still don't know what's worse um, in that wild and crazy game. I, I think they're both equally bad. I think you got the best and the worst of both of those teams all in one. You know, it's like the, the microcosm of both seasons was that game. The, the, the Vikings, a lot of comebacks, a lot of close wins. I mean, they've got that plus two or plus five, whatever point differential that they have now, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Uh, still the worst point differential for an 11. Even worse than that fraud Steelers team from a couple of seasons ago. That's how bad this Vikings team has been on the plus-minus side. And then the Colts with Jeff Saturday, the spectator, just looking around, man, just love taking it all in, just soaking it up. Is he up, still in Minneapolis? Did they, did, they have, he, did they ever get him yeah. back in the plane and get him back to I think he's just standing the there, just <laughs> arms yep. folded, just nodding his head with yep. a big grin on his face. Like, wow. Game's still over, can't Jeff. believe I saw that. Yep. <laughs> so... Yeah, I still don't know what's worse. I don't know if it's worse that you blow the big lead or if you give up the 33 to that team, to the Colts, um, in kind of just ugly fashion, just so sloppy. It's like the Colts weren't really doing anything extra special, but you get a block punt, you get a pick six. It's just really ugly first half for the Vikings. And then the Vikings, I can't even say they flipped the switch. They just stopped screwing up. And the Colts are just bad. That was a Murphy's Law uh, situation for the Vikings in the first half. Like, you name it, and it yeah, fucked up on them. Everything went against them in that first half. They they get a they get a uh, touchdown, a defensive touchdown called off the board for 
completely BS reasons because they blew the play dead. Um, that should have been a, 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 you know, everything that you can think of that goes wrong for you in the first half went, went against the Vikings, which is why when I was watching that score, I was just like, man, it's something up with this game. I didn't think it was going to be that. I didn't think the Vikings were going to come all the way back, but I thought, I thought the Vikings were going to, you know, score a lot. They, they did. I think they, they, I think they were scored 39 in the second half. Uh, the Colts made some breaks. The Vikings gave some gifts. It was just a little bit of everything. Refs helped the cause. Uh, Thirty-three nothing at the half. Thirty-six to seven late in the third quarter. Like the probability, of course, of uh, mm-hmm. your favorite stat of you know ninety-nine point nine 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 percent in favor of the Colts uh, until it wasn't. Uh, nothing really. Nothing changed until Kirk Cousins went away from Justin Jefferson, which is really stupid, but. Uh, he was just blanketed by Stephon Gilmore, so I'm, I'm, I found this out, you know, watching the game replay and figuring out what happened. Oh, okay, he uh, kept trying to force it to Justin, and, and it, it wasn't working out. Justin was making some catches, but a lot of them, Gilmore was just defending him and knocking him away and just playing some great uh, man-to-man, one-on-one defense. So Cousins started looking elsewhere. Okay, K.J. Osborne, you're, you're wide open every time. I'm going to just keep throwing it to you. Uh, eventually, Adam Thielen gets in on the fun. Scored, uh, scored a touchdown. Dalvin Cook screen for the tie. Just awesome run after the catch. Cook just speeding away from everybody. God, you uh, forget how fast Dalvin oh, Cook is. And when he turned on the afterburners, nobody was touching him. And to, to finish off the uh, run or the catch by getting to you know the 10 or the five-yard line, and the Colts caught up with him at that point, and he just muscled his way in anyway. He's like, fuck you. I'm going in anyway. I don't care. Is finishing off with the muscle, just beautiful uh, running by Cook, um, and and T.J. Hawkinson gets involved for the two point conversion, and yeah, I never seen anything like it. Nothing's ever happened like it, so that's that's why it was so unbelievable. Um, I I don't really know what else to say about it. It was it was you get the Colts, unbelievable. You get the Colts passing up a long field goal attempt that would have iced the game. Sure, and. You know, as soon as they lined up and they went, it's you just had this feeling like when you have that much momentum going your way, you almost feel unstoppable. But they still had that chance, and they passed up the field goal. Out, man, just Saturday. Uh, don't think he's going to be retained. Uh, who knows? <laughs> when, when it comes yeah, to Earth Day, who a, knows? He'll probably get a seven-year contract. <laughs> who the hell knows? Um, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty bad. You you referenced the worst a uh, little bit in passing there to me, um, and it's the worst from last week for you. So now you hit the the zebras, and this week I'm going to hit the zebras as well. Ah, yeah, Chandon Sullivan robbed twice. Bad enough to be robbed once of a defensive yeah. touchdown. He got robbed twice. Yeah. Rest ball. And, uh, one time they blew the play dead before the fumble. And the other time, I think they blew the play dead after the fumble, but because the whistles were blowing, uh, he they, they ruled that he couldn't have run it in for the touchdown because it was bling, being blown dead. Why are you blowing the whistles? And the ball is clearly out before anyone comes near, you know, before before the runner comes anywhere near touching the ground. I, I, you, don't, you don't see that. You used to see that a lot when we were younger, that they yeah. would – Oh, oh, he's he's down. Blow the play dead, and and I think that's kind of why instant replay came along. There was too many of those instances where they blew it dead, and then they went to the replay, and clearly the ball came out before the guy went down. 
so they, usually they don't do that because they don't want to take the, the, the chance of doing exactly what they did in that Vikings game, which is blowing the play dead that should still be going on and, and ruining and taking away a, a legitimate score by the defense. Um, poor kid got robbed twice. Uh, so that was incredible. You know, think about those of those of you that are uh, spread players. Um, and I didn't bet the, uh, the spread in that particular game because it was such a low spread, as I talked about last week. I, I was just taking the money line. So the fact that the Vikings came back and won it at all was, was just stunning. But if you're a spread player, the Vikings get that touchdown and tie the game in regulation, you know, even earlier. Now they have a chance to stop the Colts, get the ball back, and, and go down, you know, get another touchdown because they had all the momentum going. Um, it shouldn't have come that close. The Vikings probably should have completed that comeback uh, without overtime even being a thing. And they had a chance to have that ball in regulation and, and maybe go in the end zone and, and come all the way back and cover that spread. Uh, yeah, the Zebras completely screwed that up. And then even more awful Zebra decisions uh, in Washington on Sunday night. That has been uh, being talked about for <laughs> the Terry, uh, about all the Terry week long. McLaurin play. Man, how do you sit <laughs> You're good. there and You're good. tell the throw guy the he's good or seem like you tell the guy he's good, and then yeah. as soon as the ball is snapped, you throw the flag. Oh, you're not good. Sorry. Psych. Like, what is that? You're opening yourself up with, with something like that to, to possible corruption. Because it looks really, really bad on the optics. Again, uh, you know, that's the ultimate NFL film's uh, treasure trove. If you can actually get the real audio of what that referee was saying, to Terry McLaurin as he's, yeah. you know, looking and trying to, because if he's actually telling him you're good and then throws a flag and saying, actually, now that I think about it, you're not good. Like, what the fuck is that? Well, how do you tell the guy he's good? Well, I don't, we don't, we don't really know if he told him he's good. McLaurin apparently said that he told him you're good or indicated to him that you're good. Uh, and then he wasn't good. Uh, so it becomes an illegal uh, formation penalty yeah. that takes away uh, a Brian Robinson touchdown run as the, uh, Potato Skins are trying to uh, lead a comeback uh, against the Giants on Sunday night, um, and that it wasn't it wasn't over. Uh, what was being talked about, maybe more than that. After that, is holy cow, Darnay Holmes just molesting Curtis Samuel on that final throw on fourth oh, yeah. down in the end zone. Obvious pass interference. Samuel is just wearing this guy Holmes like a jacket on his back. Um, and no call, no flag. That was the one that was really uh, being discussed the next day on the on all the talk shows. Um, so it was uh, it, it was not a good weekend at all for the zebras. Um, and you talked about them last week. It was a bad week, and this week it was a bad week because, uh, as I was saying, I hate criticizing the officials because it's such a difficult job. But when you are this egregious, and like I said, that one with, with McLaren. Uh, that makes it look like there's something going on. You know, that, that makes, I don't know if there's something corrupt going on, but it sure makes it look like it when the referee is, is apparently indicating that uh, the formation is fine. And then when the ball is snapped, he throws the flag and says, actually, no, it's not fine. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't look good at all. And it's even better because when we get farther down in the awards, I have another one that you missed. Oh, there are more. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving ref ball. Oh boy, um, yeah, not not a good week for the for the zebras. Yeah. So uh, uh, and since we had briefly talked about the Vikings, I do have this in yeah. my notes here that I need to provide an apology. Oh. To Kevin O'Connell. 
the coach okay. of the Minnesota Vikings, because last week on the show, I kept calling him Mike McDaniel. <laughs> I, I, and I all these guys are just so confusing <laughs> to me. So They're all interchangeable. My apologies to Kevin O'Connell. You are not Mike McDaniel, the coach of the Miami Dolphins. Back and I'm listening to the show, and I'm like, he's not. That's just a Miami coach. Oh man. It's, yeah. Uh, so that's hey, a- page 26 here. You know, retraction. <laughs> I got it in. Our apologies for misrepresenting the coach of the Minnesota yeah. Vikings last week repeatedly and calling him Mike McDaniel, and for making myself look like a complete idiot. Uh, this is age, man. We're we're talking about it. You know, I'm I'm your elder. I, you you got to respect yep. me for a couple happy, of weeks. Yep. Hey, happy happy birthday! Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. Enjoy enjoy uh, your your two weeks of uh, you know being 47 <laughs> before I am. Uh, this is this is what age does. All these kids that are younger than us, they're all the same. Zach uh, Taylor, Sean yeah. Bavay, Kevin O'Connell, Mike McDaniel, uh, all the all Daniel Hackett. Yeah, we're just gonna have to blend all these guys into one name. All these guys that are, you know, uh, ten years younger than us, and they're head coaches in the NFL. It, Good yeah. God, Ke- Kevin Kevin McHackett. <laughs> yeah, can't tell Same any guys. of these guys apart. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll move on from there. Uh, the the smartest thing to you about uh, week 15. just to show you how screwed up last week was, and that I am not anti anybody, even though I seem to be on this show. I'm actually giving my smartest of the week to the Denver Broncos. What? Because look what happens when you focus on running the football and letting your defense get to work. Oh, yeah. my God. You you blow the doors off a team you're supposed to blow the doors off of. It, it's, it's shocking. <laughs> yeah, Cole McCoy uh, dumplings for Arizona. Trace yeah, McSorley was not the McSorley. answer. Yeah, Trace McSorley was no. The answer was not. Whatever the question is, the answer is not Trace McSorley. <laughs> not Trace McSorley. Uh, no, hell of a day, Latavius Murray. Uh, you know, and Brett Rippin goes out there and game manages just like he should. Doesn't do anything really stupid. Doesn't you know? But also doesn't do what they were doing to poor Russell Wilson through the majority of this terrible run and making him throw the ball fifty times <laughs> for two hundred and ten yards. Probably looked like it should have for a team that's predicated on defense. They ran the ball, own time of possession, just completely smothered Arizona, albeit a bad team. These are both bad teams. But yes. there's your blueprint, Denver. That, that's that's how you do it. Good on you, smartest of the week. Probably by accident, Denver Broncos. <laughs> Couldn't help it. You had to slip in a backhanded compliment. At <laughs> yes. Couldn't get away with it. Uh, do you really think they would have Russell Wilson throwing 50 times if they knew it was yes. going to result in 210 yards? They they didn't know it was going to be that bad. They were but just that's like, what they come were on, doing. I, what, I, am, I know. Once you see how bad it is, don't keep doing it. Well, so when do you change up after three weeks of it, five weeks, seven? Weeks? I don't I don't when, know. When you that's... decide that 240 million dollars <laughs> is not a lot, not a good investment. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. I think that's what it is. They're playing to the contract. How many times have we seen that? They're going to continue to. He's there for the next seven years. It's not like they're going to cut oh, him. Man. He's, he's they, no, they're not going to cut they're him. Gonna go right, they're going to go right back to it. Yeah. Just, just do it the Peyton Manning way. Peyton Manning knew his skills were in decline and adjusted his game to that. 
they, they need to figure this out because that's a team that's predicated on defense, and I hope they load up on O-line and run in the football because you can go out there and win with Brett. They would have lost this game if Russell Wilson was quarterbacking. Perhaps, but, God, he is. I, I hope he's not at that level yet. Peyton at the end, if Russell Wilson is at that level – and they got seven more years of that. Good grief! I, I, I don't, don't remember the Broncos quite... fans leaving the stadium on Peyton. <laughs> uh yeah. It, it, well, they, maybe they should have because it was uglier than what what uh-huh. Russell Wilson's been doing this year. But that you remember that Peyton Manning uh, last season? It was terrible. It was worse yes. than this, I, I think. Uh, it but was yeah, awful. you're good on you for for actually giving some credit to the coach that you've wanted fired for the last three months. So. Very, very good. Yeah, I, I figure I don't have much more time to give them awards, <laughs> so I might as well do it now. <laughs> Here you go. All right, for my smartest of the week, it was, it's going to be I, I just choosing one sort of random play out of all the craziness of week 15, but it was a play. It was something I don't think I've ever seen before, and if it wasn't practiced, if it was improvised, that's even more awesome because it was just a tremendous intelligence and athleticism out of nowhere. And if it was practice, then that's awesome because that means you, you are working on game situations and, and it actually came through and it was something that you were able to put to good use. So there was a play in uh, the Titans chargers game, which I don't know if you saw this highlight or not, but the Titans got an interception on Justin Herbert at one point in that game. And it wasn't just a guy catching an interception on Justin Herbert. It was a tremendous out of bounds catch and touch pass situation back in bounds. Uh, Roger McCreary went up in the, uh, in the end zone. Uh, Herbert's trying to throw a touchdown and the throw is towards the out of bounds uh, sideline area. And McCreary actually goes up out of bounds to catch the ball, knowing he would come down out of bounds. He touch passes it before he comes down to Joshua Kalu, another cornerback for the Titans, who's standing in the end zone, who does the toe-drag swag, and actually converts the the INT on a touch from Roger McCreary. It was incredible. Uh, The highest AWR rating you could come up with for both of those guys, to be aware (laughs) of the situation of where you are on the field, to pull that off, Roger McCreary to Joshua Kalu, just an incredible INT for the Titans. All I know is those two guys better immediately be made the gunners for the punt team because that's that's the punter's dream, right? That's right. Bat that thing that, back in and that's, save that's, it. That's the play. The guy dives, you know, jumps into the end zone and then taps. That's what it reminded me of. It really yeah. did. It reminded me of that of all those great special teams plays where the guy jumps, you know, risks it all, jumps into the end zone for that bouncing ball and then throws it to the guy who's literally, who catches it, like it's, and I, you can always see the guy catch it the same way. Like he cradles it into his stomach and his tippy toes are about one mm-hmm. inch short of, he's of trying the like, end line. Trying like hell to stop his momentum from going into the end zone with the ball, yeah. Yeah, holding it, holding it like a baby. Uh, mm-hmm. No, that, that that's great. And that is, that definitely would fall under that high AWR. That, that's your Madden rating right there. Man, 99 for both of those guys on that. Whew. Uh, a strange ass game. Besides that, uh, Titans and, and Chargers. It was because uh, neither quarterback had any protection. They're both running for their fucking lives. 
Uh, they just kept swapping punts and bad throws due to the bad protection, uh, due to the pressure. Tanny messed up his ankle again, but Malik Willis in for a series was such a disaster. They taped Tanny back up and said, all right, get back, get back out. There. We can't do <laughs> no, it doesn't matter how game. hurt you are. Yeah, you're going care. back out there. And now it looks like he's donezo. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now they're going to have to go with Malik Willis whether they want to or not. So, yeah, they, they, all the reports uh, indicate that Tannehill might be done for the for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. But this one, you, you thought this was a, a Tennessee setup. You thought this was, hey, this is where the Titans get back and smash because uh, it was they right got the there. terrible Chargers defense. It was right there. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're just so off kilter. They couldn't they couldn't do it. And then Herbert, even in a, in a down performance, he he was not his best, and he still goes for three twelve and found his guys to set up, you know, Dicker to kicker for the game winning field goal. So yeah, that wound up being a push. Uh, but yeah, that was just a weird game uh, to watch. It was a hard fought push for us. <laughs> it really was. Uh, so the dumbest of all the things that happened in Week Fifteen <laughs> for you. Oh, what a what a oh, You know what's coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a there, yeah. It's yeah. not just one thing here. I'm actually going to give this, and you can play the Benny Hill music if you like. Because um, <laughs> I am giving this to the entire end of that Raiders-Patriots game. I'm even going before the whatever busted lateral, interception lateral, um, you know, the where... The fumble recovery technically. Where Chandler Jones puts Mac Jones into his grave on his way into the end zone. But before that, which is why I'm shocked you missed this one, we get some ref ball because the game should have never even been tied because Derek Carr throws a quote unquote touchdown pass to Keelan Cole, clearly steps out of bounds. <laughs> Second foot, clearly on the stripe, but. It was three crazy, you know, Zapruder film angles. Like, did they send the – they must have sent the B camera crew to this game because there was not one clear shot. But on, on one of the shots, you, yeah, you, there's, there's the stripe, and there's Keelan Cole's tippy-toe, and, you know, he's out of bounds. I got the win on this one. It was so cheap. So that ties the game. And then well, we get the so then then we get the I, I saw I, I want to interrupt briefly. I saw one angle that one of the re, uh, re, uh, recap Uh-oh. highlight shows uh, showed. Okay, they showed some some black stuff getting kicked mm. up when he when he when that second foot came down. He, the end zone is is black there in in Vegas for the Raiders logo, uh, and it, it it was that bad. It was Zapruder film levels oh, where they had to zoom, zoom in on the the second foot. And they showed some black pebbles being kicked up, whereas if he were out of bounds, the white pebbles would have kicked up, and therefore that's oh, why they said it was. Yeah, know, it was still, a little rough one of those. On there, but they called it a touchdown on the field, right? So can't overturn it. it. This is one of those. If they had called that incomplete, they're not overturning. They probably aren't overturning that either. Yeah. So yeah, so a little bit of rough ball there, but then you get the sequence where Mac Jones hands <laughs> off to Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> Who so uh, you can fault Jacoby Myers for the intercepted lateral, but yeah. first of all, what's Ramondre Stevenson doing? Um, he was he was fine. He was running along just fine. Uh, he's about to get tackled out of bounds and decides that he's gonna jump past the ball back to Jacoby Myers, who I think at that <laughs> moment his brain broke because 
what he's now in the hype, right? Oh, now it's lateral time. And Jacoby Myers throws a beautiful ball back across to the middle of the field, except for the problem is Mac Jones is being guarded by Chandler Jones, who just grabs that right out of midair. And like I said, that puts Mac Jones into his grave. That's the cover of their DVD for the end of the season, by the way. Right there. The, the Patriots don't make the playoffs. That right there is the, yeah, that's right there is the cover of the DVD. And then Chandler Jones barrels that thing into the end zone. And, I mean, that's one of the wildest cover wins I've ever had in our 20-plus years of doing this. And uh, I, I watched it happen live, and I, I still can't believe I saw that. I, I can't believe it either. The fact that that came on the next day after whatever the fuck that was in Minneapolis, right? that comeback. It's like, what is what is going on here? Like, the entire world is falling off its axis. Like, what is happening? Um, so you uh, you know the award I'm going to give it, so I'll, I'll save it for, for later. Um, but it's not my dumbest. Believe it or not, that's not my dumbest. Uh-oh. Uh, Something was dumber than that? You kind of said, Jacoby Myers, that wasn't so much – that was just a panicked brain fart. That was just, yeah. ah, why is the ball in my hand now? What are we doing? I, I still think that's Ramondre Stevenson's fault. Sure. Yeah, because he, he should have went down – uh, uh, yeah, he should have went down himself. Right. There's no reason. <laughs> no reason to do that. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, so that's why I'm not giving Jacoby Myers my dumbest because, uh, like you said, it was kind of – you know, pipe mode, like, okay, here we go. The, the Stanford band is on the field. Let's get it. Uh, so I'm not going to give it to him. Did, you, did somebody... you hear the call? Did you actually hear the Ron Santo call of that? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to all of that in a second. We got a lot of recap there, folks. <laughs> when Mac Jones gets pushed into his grave, all of a sudden you hear the announcer pull, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, believe me, we'll get to all of that. Okay. <laughs> but for my dumbest of the, I, I think somebody on the Steelers was actually dumber last week than, than Kobe Myers. I, I know. Steelers linebacker, uh, special teamer, Marcus Allen, uh, ironically, yes, his name's actually Marcus Allen. Um, so fourth and 27, it, it didn't affect the game. That's why I didn't. Uh, you, I'm sure you didn't even, didn't even hear about this. This happening. Oh, you know, and I watched a lot of football last week, and this did not register at all. Panthers had a fourth and twenty-seven situation against the Steelers. Where's Freddie Mitchell? Uh, he was uh, apparently not involved. He was at home uh, telling his hands that they're so great. Carolina is, is getting ready to punt the ball because there is no such thing as a play to, to convert fourth and 27. <laughs> Except Steelers uh, linebacker Marcus Allen decided this was a good time for him to walk into the Panthers' huddle uh, while they're getting ready to, to punt on fourth and 27. Oh. Which is an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty yeah. and an automatic first down. First down. It should, eventually they got a field goal on the drive. It doesn't make a ripple in week 15. It does not make any kind of uh, impact in the craziness that was this weekend. But that's as dumb as it gets. What the hell is wrong with you, man? Fourth and 27, you're going to go over there and basically taunt them and stand there in the huddle yeah. as if you're part of the team. 
and, and pick up a special. I, I guarantee you, this dumb motherfucker doesn't even know that that was a rule or that was a penalty. Not like, not like he's that poor kid from the Bears last year who just looked over at the Steelers sideline and got the penalty. That <laughs> got lost a taunting the penalty for yeah. standing there and looking. <laughs> At the Steelers side, got, when you got the Rashid treatment, uh, no, yeah, you, you don't don't go into the other team's huddle and taunt them on fourth and twenty-seven. What are you doing? That is as stupid as you could possibly get. I mean, that's, that's why. That's a Bengals move. That's like a Vontez Perfect, <laughs> you know, the, that team. Yeah, no, uh, a Bengals move would have been if he would have went over to the huddle and decked somebody. That's okay. the Bengals move. <laughs> Picked up the guy, gives him the backbreaker. <laughs> Yeah, give him the pile driver right there and, and paralyze him. That would have been the Bengals. Okay, that would have been the Bengals. Uh, yeah, so that was another weird game. Steelers had a near 12-minute touchdown drive at one point. Yeah. That's the epitome of ball control offense right there by uh, by Mitch Trubisky. So good job on him to try to, to win we the were, game the yeah, best we way both, he could know how. Both on the wrong side of that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, again, not making a ripple in this crazy weekend, but I thought that deserved the, the dumbest because that was just stupid. Uh, so the biggest surprise out of all that uh, in week you know, 15 years. I don't want to belabor it too much because they lost again. But the Houston Texans, man, they're just full of fight. They, they, they clearly knew? haven't gotten the memo. They, they did get the memo because they're still losing all of these games. <laughs> right. But they're, they're showing up. And, and, you know, they're not just getting steamrolled. And this is, once again, we talked about it, how how bad was it to pick against the Texans again? And here we both are picking against the Texans. And they show up after they should have beaten the Cowboys, probably should have beaten the Chiefs. And I was yeah, surprised. No. Uh, worse than that, we both knew Kansas City was not going to take Houston seriously. And took Houston anyway. Yeah. But we didn't call it a trap, but we that's what we did. We knew it. We walked and right when into it that one. Anyway. We gave, right we into gave it. to that shit. Yeah. And, and Houston almost won that game, too. After, mm-hmm. almost, after almost winning a 17-and-a-half-point favorites or dogs against uh, the Cowboys. So, yeah, yeah we the, deserved the, that loss. Give we them, we did. We, were, we wear that L with pride because Houston just keeps uh, shoving it right up our asses. Uh, the Chiefs are kind of scuffling as far as the point spread. Uh, their place kicker Harrison Butker is scuffling around. Uh, yeah. didn't, didn't get much struggling, but they're but they're scuffling right now, that's for sure. Uh, but but not scuffling like the general old General Mills, whose uh, overtime fumble led to the Jarek McKinnon touchdown run. Uh, so they're not scuffling quite like him. Uh, but yeah, the fact that they put up fight that team was so so bad and looked like they completely quit, and now they've reeled off a few. Uh, outings in a row that they actually look like they have some some fight, but I can't I still can't tell because I've watched I didn't watch any of the the Chiefs game I watched all of the Cowboys games I'm sitting there with my wife's uncle watching and, and I couldn't believe that I still can't determine if this is the Houston Texans have fight or if this is the teams that they're playing against don't respect them at all I, I still can't determine that yes, it might yes. just be they don't they don't they're not trying it might just be all right. their opponents don't think they have to try because it's the Houston Texans and uh, that's why, because I, I, I don't think the Texans are doing anything like mind blowing or, you know, I don't think they're playing this improved level of football all of a sudden. I think the other team just doesn't care. No, I really it can, think that's it what can be with. both. It can be both. It can. That the, 
you know, you play – how many times did we see, especially the Chiefs, who, like, how did we not take Houston? Yeah. Because no team plays down to the level of their competition more than the Chiefs. We, we talk about this with the Only Bills. the Bills. The Chiefs were doing this before it was cool. <laughs> the Chiefs, the Chiefs have been doing this for Patrick Mahomes' before the Bills entire ever. career. What? Yeah. The Chiefs are taking the opponents lightly before the Bills ever uh, got good enough to do that. Right. I mean, this is the Chiefs' move is show up, play like crap, hang around, and then, oh, wait, we're the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> and then they go and they win the game in the fourth quarter or overtime. And so this is their move. So we, we, we give yeah. the Bills crap for this all the time, but nobody was doing this better and, and faster and sooner uh, than the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, we we shouldn't have been surprised, I suppose. Uh, my surprise was maybe I, we shouldn't be surprised by this, but I I had no idea the the fish were going to play that well in in the cold. I, I kudos to Tua and the and the Miami Dolphins for uh, throwing the ball somewhere other than down the hashes. They actually made the adjustments and figured there were several factors. I like I said, I got to to watch that game uh, earlier this week. Uh, there are several factors where the why, why the Dolphins cost me money covering the spread against the Buffalo Bills on uh, Saturday night. Um, it wasn't. It was. It was Tua throwing the ball uh, in places that the Bills were not defending instead of just going right where uh, everyone knew he wanted to go, which is down the middle. Um, it was. Uh, they, they hung. They hung with Buffalo in the cold, and, and it was a little snow in the fourth quarter. The snow came, but, but the first three quarters it was pretty much uh, clear and pristine. Uh, but yeah, the Dolphins gave, came in. They were clearly uh, determined to, to play hard and, and show the Bills that that win was not a, a fluke in Miami, even though it was. Um, but the, the Dolphins fought. They showed up. Tua showed growth as a quarterback. Um, it reminded me a little bit of Colin Kaepernick once uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, came in there and started coaching him up, and you saw the, the growth from week to week, the, the much better quarterback play. Um, so this week showed a lot of growth to me. He actually made plays uh, and made throws outside of the hashes, made throws where receivers were getting open, not just where he hoped that they would break to get open. Um, and and that's, a, that's a big difference. That's, um, it, we hadn't seen that. We had not been seeing that consistently from Tua, uh, but we saw it in that, in that Buffalo game. Um, and, and also uh, the Bills didn't want to tackle <laughs> you know, we talk about these cold games, and you can tell which teams you know want to be out there and which ones didn't. As much as I, I hate to say it, because I respect the Bills so much, and I think they're the, they're the best team in football when they put their minds to it. But uh, part of the game, it, it seemed like they didn't they didn't want to be out there in the cold. Like they didn't want to hit Raheem Mostert. Like they were just kind of backing off at, at different points. Like, okay, the business decision. I'm gonna, he's, he's got a head of steam. I'm going to let him go. Hopefully the guy behind me gets him. Oh, there's nobody behind me. Oh well, well he's just going to go. Uh, Savan Ahmed with a touchdown run. They, they didn't want to tackle these guys. These guys are running hard, and the Bills just did not want to play with them. And every time the Bills' offense would do something, Miami would answer back. Uh, either Tua would make a, a great throw, or these guys would would run and and hit the Bills in the mouth. And they they didn't have uh, too much of a fight back until the snow came and sort of uh, took the juice out of the Dolphins, but. Uh, you know, uh, Tredavious White got burnt a few times on some of those uh, nice throws by by Tua and nice routes by Jalen Waddle. He was uh, Tredavious is not all the way back yet. He, he's a great cornerback, obviously when he's 100, percent but but he's not quite there yet because he was getting uh, he was getting burnt up a little bit by by Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So 
a lot of factors went into it, but I was uh, definitely blown away and surprised that the, the Dolphins uh, hung up, hung around with the Bills as long as they did. Yeah, we both uh, we we both took the L on that one too. Yeah, we, we both thought Buffalo was going to exact that revenge and just kind of blow the doors off Miami and assert their dominance over the division, put their foot on you know put their foot on their throats and just claim the title. They they, they did eventually, but it was they worked for it. They earned it. I actually prefer Buffalo wins that look like that. Uh, develop some some character in them. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. not always going to be easy. And then a couple of you think about a couple of those wins, like that win against the Chiefs, the win against, the, you know, that it goes a long way towards building that uh, January resume. All right, I'll. Uh, you're the one that picked the Bills to go all the way, so I'll, I'll defer to you and that uh, uh, observation of. of... Uh, taking a, a tough win like that, uh, I, I agree that it could build character, but I'm still I was still stunned. Like Miami was leading that game uh, in in the second half, like they could have yeah, put that thing away chunks. actually <laughs> yeah. for some chunks. But hey, get, get Bill still won. It is so the, your biggest letdown of Week 15. We talked a little bit about the game already. Uh, boy, you know what really let me down? Your Titans let me down. What a yeah. what a what a waste of a! They get the big game from Derrick Henry. They got a very gutsy effort from their defense, and Tanny bust up the ankle. They have to go to Malik Wills for a while, and it just never quite was there. Even when Tanny came back, he. he Tanny without mobility. I don't know who's what is a comp <laughs> for Tanny without mobility. Is that like he's like Andy uh... Dalton if it's Tanny without mobility? <laughs> I mean, it's bad. And that yeah, offense had it. like that offense had no get up and go at all once Tannehill was just going to be standing there, and the, the 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 Chargers started to feast on him. I mean, it was kind of lucky that that game pushed because they did get that late last touchdown drive. Um, to Derrick Henry with when he when he punched it in, uh, they were getting Henry a little bit more involved in the passing game. So you just, I, I really thought this was a spot for the Titans, and I mean, yeah, I, I think if Taddy stayed upright and healthy for the whole game, they 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 might have had it. Um, well, boy, I, you know why it's a letdown is Tennessee, who's usually a pretty strong team and can make a push or at least show up or be competitive and have a good game. And, and deserves a lot of years to get to the playoffs. Uh, they might be on their couches if they don't get their act together here soon. They are not finishing strong. That's for sure. No, no they're about to get run down by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, that last game, yep. as long as the Jags stay within a game, that last game is Jags Titans. That will be your final game of the season. So that'll be week about the 18. only that, your week eighteen finisher. I've got a feeling right now is going to be Jags Titans. Wow, <laughs> who would have possibly division. thought that a month ago? Uh, yeah, go go figure. Uh, Tannehill without mobility might be Zach Wilson because he'll make oh. a few throws in a row that are <laughs> that are fine, and it'll make a few throws where you go, "What the hell did you oh, just do that for?" Man, yeah, and that let me down. I, I really it didn't just let me down. I mean, we pushed on the pick. It wasn't even so much from the pick standpoint. It was yeah. that. You really felt like you know they really had the right script. They 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 did do a good job for most of the game of sort of stymieing that Chargers offense. Even though Herbert did get the stats, uh, they, you know they were doing a really good job of keeping them out of the end zone, kind of frustrating them. 
and they were keeping, you know, they were pounding it with Henry, keeping control of the clock, doing playing Titan football, winning ugly. Um, yep. But one, as soon as Patty went down, and I, I saw that Patty was out, and Malik Willis was coming in, I figured that was just I was eating the L already. So I feel very lucky to have taken a push on that one. No, they they saw one series and said, "Oh fuck this shit, Patty, get <sighs> back in there." Yeah, rub some dirt on it. Um, no, it's a letdown for both of us in the sense that we both hate seeing team, well-coached, talented teams uh, not perform to the best of their abilities for whatever reason, whether it's ineffectiveness or injury or whatever the case may be. Uh, it, it is disappointing to, to see the Titans uh, coming up limp uh, the way they are right now. Uh, my letdown of the week, time to get mean-spirited. This is usually your uh, foray, but I'm going to go off off script a little bit. I'm going to go oh. off the field here. Franco Harris let everybody down, man. They got all this buildup for this 50th anniversary of the, the Immaculate Reception. They're doing interviews with Franco. They're up there in Pittsburgh. They got the damn schedule built around them. I read this. I figured it, but I didn't know for sure. But I just read it uh, recently, like yesterday, that they actually did start the schedule-making process for this season. They put this as the tent pole and built around it <laughs> because the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Recession, the game yeah. was Raiders versus Steelers. And yes. the 50th anniversary of that actual game was either yesterday or today. I can't remember, but it was this weekend and this weekend coming up tomorrow night, Christmas Eve night, Steelers Raiders, they built everything around this game, around this, around this incident, around this, uh, controversial play because at the time the rules were such, of course, that uh, some uh, Raiders fans will still argue that it should have never been a, a completed catch. I guess if, if the back then if the ball hit the offensive player first and then deflected to another offensive player, that was illegal at the time. And there's a argument over what did it actually hit the first receiver or did it hit the defender, uh, Jack Tatum, and then deflect into Franco Harris's hand. So it's, it's controversial. Um, it's one of the most memorable plays of all time. It might not have actually been – maybe not should have counted. There may not be enough camera angles to say if Franco Harris actually caught the ball off the turf. It may have hit the ground. There's no – they didn't have, you know, 60 cameras back then. Right. So there's a lot of talk around this play, but they were going to commemorate it. Um, and they're going to retire Franco Harris's number at this game tomorrow night, and everything was set up for Franco Harris to get all his love and, and everybody to, to give Franco Harris all the flowers and talk. And he, 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 he didn't feel like being around for it. He kicks the bucket Tuesday night. He he messed everything up. Franco, what are you doing, man? Come on. You know what he pulled? You remember when Betty White passed? He pulled a Betty White. Everything was built around Betty White's 100th birthday. They had all these specials oh. lined up. They had <laughs> Parade Magazine had an yeah. article on Betty White and, and yeah. quoting her. But, you know, magazine, this is part of why magazines and newspapers are dying. Uh, you, you don't set up an article about someone's 100th birthday like the, the week before. This takes weeks and months of planning. I still get the Sunday newspaper, so I, I know about this. Parade Magazine had uh, a newspaper. Uh, they, they had an article about Betty White in her hundredth birthday and they were quoting her and they were talking about how great it was that she made it to a hundred. One small problem with that. She didn't actually make it to a hundred. She kicked like a few days before she made it to a hundred and Franco Harris goes ahead and kicks the bucket a few days before they can get to 
the immaculate recession. Franco, you left the whole city of Pittsburgh. Down. I don't really respect Franco Harris very much because he's one of those Penn State truthers that defended Joe Paterno, you know, through everything that he was doing and, and letting uh, child rapist coach on his staff and all that. He's, he's one of those guys. So I don't really have anything uh, as far as any love for Franco Harris, but uh, man, come on, Franco, they were building everything around you, buddy. And you, and you decided to check out. That's, that sucks, man. That's very inconsiderate of you. Yeah. No, that, that definitely is a letdown because they had it all set up. So yeah. maybe they can wheel out the wireframe statue. <laughs> For Franco. <laughs> For Franco. Yeah, put the, put the jersey on the on the wireframe and then have the ball. They were gonna, uh, they were doing it all right. I mean, retiring the uh-huh. retiring the yeah, or like is, Hall of Fame or jersey? Wall of Fame. Yeah, they were doing the whole shebang. Now it's, it will I think be posthumously. Right. Now we're gonna have his crying family on the field as uh, as he gets his number retired and they play the immaculate reception, which may not have actually been a reception, but we'll never actually know. Right. Yeah, because the way that even every time you see the highlight, the way it's all spliced up, you still don't know what to make of it. Nope. Fifty years later, still don't quite know exactly. It was uh, ref ball. In, are you telling me it was ref ball <laughs> in '72? Uh maybe, maybe. Okay. Uh, there, there was no instant replays, so we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I was even ridiculous. struggling. Oh, I'll tell you who's struggling. Thank you for playing that. I'm going to give you a stat line here. Uh-oh. 13 of 26 for 97 yards. Ooh. Welcome to the yes. NFL, Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Struggling. Oh, that was that was <laughs> that was a hard watch. And, and I yes, I know the Falcons covered that number, got you one of your wins for the week over me. Good for you, but that is just a hideous stat line. Yeah, that was supposed to be the spark. Uh, that 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 spark didn't uh, didn't take off. It, it's flamed out. Yeah, uh, you know that's uh, rough. And we used our uh, each other's logic to success there because I took Atlanta to cover that despite Desmond Ritter's first start. Because yeah. as you say, Falcons yeah. and Saints—they always play to a field goal. They, they are—they are destined to battle to a three-point game forever. And you used my logic, and it was co- the correct logic. So I was still right. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, that kid. Ritter didn't know which way to throw the football. He was he was so Man. turned around and confused. Ooh. It was uh yeah, that was that was pretty bad. That that, that rivaled uh, Bryce Perkins uh, as far as bad quarterback performances this year. That was that was, that was not good. Yep, yeah, and both covered. <laughs> Technically. I guess. <laughs> so so who gets who gets oh. your struggling that 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 whole uh, cover situation, man. Oh, that that might get a, a postseason uh, honors and dishonors for one of us for for all uh, of that. Struggling. Is is Jeff Saturday still standing on the sideline at U.S. Bank? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. Here, here's the thing. I, I know we talked about the game, but look, think about it. Think about this. We thought the Dallas Cowboys taking the fourth quarter of that game against the Colts, thirty-three to nothing in Week Thirteen. We thought that was an all-time collapse. That right? That. <laughs> oh yeah. Watch this. <laughs> oh, I fear. Watch it. We thought that was an all-time indictment of the whole concept of Jeff Saturday being a, a head coach yeah. in the NFL. We were making fun of him standing there during that and looking around, going, "Wow, what's going on out there? This is awesome." 
I'm sitting here in a, in a NFL stadium and I'm a head coach. Is the world burning down around him and he has no idea? Then this happened. Oh my God, Jeff, dude, do something, anything to stop this momentum. This, the worst loss lead ever. Thirty three. That, that that thirty three number. I guess he's not a big fan of of Scotty Pippen or. Uh, or, or Boomer Wells or any of the other 33s. It's 33 to nothing Cowboys in the fourth quarter, and now 33 to nothing the Colts were leading the Vikings, and they wind up losing this game. Uh, you, you can't be struggling more than Jeff Saturday because he just he's his head's got to be spinning now. He's got to be sitting there going, "I got in this for this. This is why I decided to take this." Oh my god. Dude. But he's going to Nick Foles. He's going to solve everything. That answers everything. That It was all Matt Ryan's fault why this, this happened. It was all him. So now we're going to change quarterbacks and go to Nick Foles, and that will solve everything. Yeah. <sighs> well, right. Wouldn't you go to Nick Foles midway through that collapse? No, because this wasn't Matt Ryan's fault. Matt Ryan did not lose that 33 to nothing lead. I'm <laughs> telling you. That was, that's part of it too. No, I mean that the Matt Ryan oh, wasn't out not there his giving fault. up thirties, just giving up the booty to Kasim Osgood or whoever the hell it was. KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne. I've got my my Buster receivers mixed up. <laughs> I believe Kasim Osgood plays for the Lions. The other KO, yes. Uh, oh, so after all of that, man, you want to know? We we joke about. Hall of Fames, right? Well, what's one step removed from the idiocy of Hall of Fames? Pro Bowls. Pro Bowls. <laughs> so the fans get to vote for who goes to the Pro Bowl. Do you know who got the most votes for the Pro Bowl this year from the fans? Did, was it Tua? That I, it was that Tua. I Do you okay. know who's not going to the Pro Bowl this year? Tua. What? What? What the? Yeah. Huh? So Tua got the most votes. It didn't get voted to the Pro Bowl. What? Okay, I'm legitimately like, how did that Correct. work? Correct. I don't know. And so basically, your fan vote is meaningless. Oh. So that's what we just found out. Okay. So <laughs> Tua gets the most fan votes for the Pro Bowl. Doesn't make the Pro Bowl. But was that a, okay? Wow. So yes, that <laughs> that to me. I mean, you can talk about the other snubs too, because there were some other like Christian McCaffrey and some of these other guys. But no, the number one vote getter from the fans didn't make the Pro Bowl. Why are they taking a fan vote if they're ignoring the fan vote? Correct. Uh, wow. It's to, it, okay. it's like real vote. It's like the it's like real election. Why are you getting real elections when you're just going to put in the guys you want anyway? Right. Exactly. So, good job, Tua. You won oh, the points uh, championship. The NFL is just turned into a political party, basically. Okay. So, awesome. that, good job. That that When I saw that, immediately, what the fuck? <laughs> that, that's pretty bad. That part I was not aware of. I don't know how I saw that Tua won the fan vote, but then I did yeah. not see that Tua did not actually make the pro. <laughs> Correct. Tua didn't make the team. I, I missed that one. I completely, that one went right over my head. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, because you see the first part and go, oh, great, good for Tua. Well, he made the Pro Bowl. Well, no. He got the most votes. No. Nice try. <laughs> nope. Totally missed that. I've I got to admit. 
We're going to go to Kinko's and get you the Drew Brees thing that says you got the most votes, but you're not going to the Pro Bowl. Now, somebody right. else will probably back out, and he'll probably, you know, oh, he'll get sure. in somehow. But, yeah, but he did actually not make the official top-tier, you know, first ballot Pro Bowl team, even though he got the most votes. I don't know if there's going to be too many guys backing out now that you don't actually have to go down and play well, yeah, the now game. That like, you're flag, just... No, since Tua still gets concussed. <laughs> oh, see. What? What? I wasn't going there. <laughs> That's why they didn't. Place, you know, repping for Coolio. That's why they didn't want to put him on the team. They didn't want to see him throwing up gang signs again. Yeah, that, that's why they did it. They so, yeah, that him. was pretty cold. That's pretty cold if you ask me. So that went right over my head. Speaking of over your head. That ball just went over everybody's head in, in Vegas, uh, except for, for Chandler Jones' head oh. um, and, and fell right. So I got to revisit that. Um, you were asking me about a, a certain radio call. Ladies and gentlemen, which, which one? The uh, the the the, 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 the stupidest the team in football call. one. The, oh, the Patriots call was like this is the dumbest team I've ever seen. Call that one's great. The TV call with the dude going, "Oh no!" That's that <laughs> that's that's classic. Uh, I, I, the the TV call I heard that one too with the guy's voice cracking and he couldn't believe what yeah. was going on. Yeah, I, I heard that. But no, the Patriots radio call of that Pat's Raiders ending was so delicious and so awesome yes. that I had to go back and, and get that. I'm not giving out any credits. I don't know which station this is because we're not important enough. This Nobody's going to Patriots radio. This. Yes. The Patriots w, radio. W something. <laughs> WPAT or, or not. When the fans ran the hook and lateral to beat the Patriots several years ago. Now on a third and ten, three seconds left. Jones will give it to Stevenson. He started right. He runs it up the middle. Hit by Chandler. Jones slips and hit across the 45 with a stiff arm. Off the tackle at the 40. He lost the football. And Jacoby Myers picks it up. He circles back and he throws it across the field. Oh, my Jones. God. He's picked up by Chandler Jones. He breaks away to the 30. He runs to the 20. He runs to the 10. He runs to the end zone. Unreal. Touchdown. Come on. Tonight. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. And a victory for Las Vegas. <laughs> I don't know what to say. In a weekend of WTF. That is the all time what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you can say. That's all you can say. Uh, the, uh, one uh, of the, NFL... the that that is, you know, that's one of the worst plays of all time. I, I mean, right? I, I mean, we've seen some bad ones. You can't lose a game that way. You 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 just can't. We've seen teams that are losing do that and and, and have some because they're trying to win, right? It's the last play of the game, and they have no. They, we have to win. No, no, this is a tied game. You're going to go into overtime, and you and that that's what you come up with. I like how he goes, he lost the football. Yeah, because he lateraled it to Jacoby Myers. <laughs> <laughs> because he, couldn't, con- he yeah. couldn't imagine the concept of being tied and deciding to go through the lateral stuff and starting the Stanford band on the field yeah. stuff. I still he couldn't can't imagine. believe I saw that. I still, I still can't believe it. I, none of us can believe what, what we just saw. 
Uh, and just for the, the, for, the, for the hands, the hands on Chandler Jones, and then the wherewithal to to just bury Mac Jones, yeah. who, you know, kind of half-assed attempted to try to tackle him. Um, but I mean, still, it's a quarterback trying to tackle Chandler Jones. Come on. Yeah. Well, all you got to do is trip him up. Oh, okay. I mean, at that, that point, just leg whip him or do something. <laughs> I, I, Mac Jones is probably suffering the same surprise and shock that everybody else was suffering. Like, what? Why is this ball coming this way? And what's going on? Yeah. I, I don't blame Mac Jones at all for for screwing up that tackle because he shouldn't have never been in that position. To and I I didn't have an award for it, but you see Vince Wilfork, he's had enough of Mac Jones's antics. Oh really? Oh yeah, all all of his uh, histrionics, you know, all the. Trying to be Tom Brady, trying to yeah. yell, yeah, and scream yeah. and ran away. Vince Wilfork yeah. is is not having it. He's well. telling him to like sit down, and shut up, stop losing your shit. Basically, is what he's telling him. So, yeah. little, little cracks there too. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people feel uh, feel that way, but that's I'm sure everyone feels like that about Brady, except Brady keeps winning, so you can't really tell him that. Well, yeah, he's Brady's kind of earned it. Brady right. wasn't doing that in his second season either. <laughs> No. He was winning the Super Bowl in his second season. <laughs> uh, what did we miss? Uh, um, I, I wanted to point out that as far as that play goes, you say we've all-time terrible play. Here's a play that we don't ever talk about because it happened before our time. Wrong way Marshall of the yep. Vikings. Somebody compared it to that. Like, oh, wow, I remember that. Because we, we don't now, ever think know, about it, but he you, just you never see something like that. didn't know which way he was going. Picked up the ball and started running to the end zone, except yeah, it was the I, wrong end zone. That was, yeah, that that was just bad. This, this was low <laughs> football. This was the opposite of the high AWR. This low was awareness. low football IQ, yes. Uh, but, yeah, but it's right up there with, with wrong way Marshall. Because how much lower can you get to take yeah. the ball to start Oh, yeah, he'll be right, your he'll own be right there on the line. DVD with, the, with, with that, with that Colts <laughs> fake punt, uh, with uh, Garo Yaprimian. <laughs> you know, with Gus Ferrat concussing himself in the end zone, oh. this is going to be <laughs> gonna be right up there with all now of that's those. That's low awareness. Um, and the Around the NFL podcast said Chandler Jones Both had the Grammatica more. Grammatica boys? Both of them. Both <laughs> Grammaticas. Yeah. Uh, the Chandler Jones on that run back, he had more yak, more yards after, after the catch than any receiver in his actual game. So that, that's, <laughs> that's how fucked up that play was. Again. You what can't a, get more an athletic play though by Chandler sure. Jones though. I mean, he went up there, he just snagged it, nice clean hands catch. Yep. And then just turns and immediately just just lays the lumber on poor Mac Jones, <laughs> puts him to sleep. He knows that there's only one way to the end zone, and that's through Mac Jones. So therefore, Mac, <laughs> you got to go. And and in a week, think about it. We did not even talk about Dax pick six to end the game. Ooh. Um, well, in that, that, that was, in that that was game also with that deflection hand, so, off of Noah yeah. Brown, but but still, yep. um, you know, Rayshon Jenkins plays the game of his life. Mm-hmm. Sure and, did. But, but also, let's not sleep on the fact that the Jags put up forty on that Cowboys defense. And there's no doubt that the Cowboys took Jacksonville more seriously than than the Houston Texans. So they came out trying to, to yeah. put Jacksonville. They were up too. At, yeah, they put him down in the first half, and then Trevor Lawrence just woke up and said, "Oh, wait a minute, I, the Zay Jones I feel show. much better." And, and, yeah, 
uh, and, and the, the deck had a bad INT to lead to another touchdown for the Jags in regulation in that game. Yep. So that that is getting some criticism, but he doesn't deserve the uh, the game ending INT in, uh, uh, criticism because that was no. a deflection. As, as, as we yeah, said. It, it, he threw that like Noah Brown was kind of sliding to the ground and it just kind of ricocheted mm-hmm. off of his shoulder and then just great pick by Rayshon Jenkins and to the house. Uh, yeah, not much else that we didn't cover. The Philly run D kept Chicago in the game, as I figured, so that was a cover uh, for the Bears. Uh, neither team was really willing to tackle in that game either. That was um, another cold one. And, uh, but again, even with Rams... all that, the Eagles did everything they could to get up 12 and have that taken care of, and then it's a blown pass coverage yeah. that gives the Bears yeah. the cover. So, so, so good for good for Justin Fields. There's another um, one that they're wheeling out there injured to – because he's better than the alternative, because they will refuse, refuse to play Nathan Peterman. I don't know why he's on the team. I really don't. Uh, he's insurance against Justin Fields. <laughs> he's the guarantee that Justin Fields is going to play no matter what. I see. Um, and again, the Rams D try like hell to keep the team afloat, but no no, no. Baker magic this time in, in Green no Bay. No Baker magic. Uh, Got my lock. Of course. Because you are going to win out with your locks, guaranteed. Uh, that is the recap of that craziness in Week 15, and now we get to pick a full slate uh, in Week 16. Uh, we get to we do, do it do in 40 minutes, so exactly. that'd be quick well, tonight. Have the have the games don't deserve more than a minute anyway, so uh, we'll true. get to that in a couple minutes. You are listening live to in much less detail the podcast, not on the radio but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com, slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me, and is solely performed for our entertainment, as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. Always fun to get the week off to a a good start on Thursday night, so we were both able to come through with the Jaguars over Zach Wilson and the Jets on that ugly-ass 
Thursday night game. That was the uh, under lock of the year, I would guess. But uh, a lot of these games this weekend might also be under locks. There's only one game that's not a dome Florida or California game in which the projected temperature is higher than like 20 degrees. And that's Dallas, yeah, which is a, a balmy 34. I, uh, we had snow yesterday. I did not go to work this morning because, uh, they were talking about blizzard conditions today. And I have a, a long drive through a lot of open areas, uh, to my job. When I got up this morning, the wind chill was 40, 44 below. Dad, don't even know how to respond to that. Um, it, it's bad here in Memphis, but it's not that bad. It, but it, it, it's as bad as it gets down here, which is zero degrees this morning when we woke up, which is you know just a, 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 a apocalyptic for us down here. I, I also did not uh, go to work yeah. today. You tell me, tomorrow. you tell me that, and then I send you the minus thirteen screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> Of what we're dealing with. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a rough day, and I have a long drive, and the last thing I needed to do today was <clears throat> be, you know, left sitting on the side of the road because the car died or spun mm-hmm. out or, you know, you can't see and something bad happens because of all the blowing snow and drifting stuff around here. So, yeah, I played cautious uh, and uh, did not did not make the, uh, the long drive to work today. I actually had the dates uh, this weekend scheduled off already, uh, but if I if I didn't, I, I don't think I would have tried to be a hero today because it, it basically came where it was 50 degrees yesterday, and yeah. then rain and snow came and it dropped to zero in like four hours, and so that's just ice and snow and all of that uh, completely messing up the roads. There's, there's no time to do anything about yeah. that when, when the temperature drops that fast. You, so. you guys are not equipped. To handle no that at all not at like all here it, so. you know here it's it's rare it's no big deal but it, you know yeah there's blizzard warnings all around uh when they're talking 50 mile an hour wind gusts and sub-zero temperatures and like mm, no it's uh mm. yeah not not dying for my job <laughs> not at all so i stayed home uh, with so... the kids today great choice uh the vast majority of you out there are dealing with uh similar uh, yeah, this issues is and situations in in this country. Uh, again, if you're not in Florida or, or California, it's it's pretty bad right there. So, uh, hopefully, wherever you are, you're staying safe and warm. Uh, so, here are the rest of this long slate of games this weekend, and most of them are happening tomorrow on Christmas Eve. Uh, three of them on Christmas Day. So, tomorrow, the early afternoon games: Falcons go up to Baltimore. Atlanta five and nine. Baltimore. Nine and five, uh, a lot of defensive injuries for Baltimore. Calais Campbell, the big man, is out with a knee injury, and Marcus Peters, the cornerback, is out with a calf injury. Um, Devin Duvernay is done for the season; he broke his foot at wide receiver. Um, more Snoop uh, Huntley under center for Baltimore. Lamar Jackson still not ready to come back uh, at quarterback. Uh, with all of that, Baltimore still the favorite over. Your boy Desmond Ritter and the Falcons uh, plus six and a half at Baltimore. Yeah. I, I still think that's too big of a number. Tyler Huntley, I don't, I don't know if Tyler Huntley's ever covered a touchdown number. I mean, he's just, you know, talk about people who are a mortal lock to play close games like the Vikings are. That, that's that's Tyler Huntley. I think that the Falcons will stay under this number. I, I think they'll be competitive. Arthur Smith clearly is getting as much as he possibly can from this team. I mean, they're, they're doing it in a lot of different ways. 
you know, they clearly are just going to run, run, run all day long. If it's Algier, if it's Patterson, you know, if it's Ritter a little bit, they're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to shorten the game. I think they'll get just enough offense to keep this under a touchdown. So I will take the Falcons and the points. Uh, they have to run if their quarterback doesn't know which way to throw the football. Um, uh, the Ravens get a playoff spot uh, if they win, and the uh, Pates, Patriots and Dolphins all uh, all, all lose. Uh, Baltimore actually gets into uh, the playoffs as a wild card. Uh, the, the the W's in the bag as far as I'm concerned because Desmond Ritter isn't there yet. And it's just a matter of are they going to cover uh, the number. Um, you know, the Baltimore run D is, is coming through. They're, they're, they're improving. They're trending up. Uh, I know Atlanta's coming in running, but Baltimore's coming in ready to stop the run. It's going to be uh, the type of terrible conditions that you, you know, going to be out there uh, kind of swapping hits and, and swapping sweat. And it's going to be one of those dirty, grindy, cold, blistery games. And I'm not trusting the, the, the dome team in those conditions. That's for damn sure. Uh, Roquan Smith doing work for the Ravens. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Ravens and give the, uh, the, the six and a half. They can win by, by 10, <laughs> probably not much more than that, but first uh, but they I'll have to Baltimore. score 10. They, they have to score 10 in order to cover 10. This is true. Uh, Saints will play the Browns in similar conditions. Uh, very windy and blustery and probably snow uh, in Cleveland. Uh, Saints are five and nine. Browns are six and eight. Uh, Saints, I don't know who they're going to be throwing to. Uh, Chris Olave's not going to play. He's got a hamstring injury. Jarvis Landry is on IR with an ankle injury. Uh, for Cleveland, uh, Jadevian Clowney is out. He is dumplings. Uh, the Saints are the dogs in this one, uh, plus the field goal at the Browns. Yeah, this game smells pushy as all hell, but I actually think in a weird kind of way that you started to see Cleveland each week since Deshaun Watson's come back. They've been a little bit better last week. They actually had a a fairly decent game against an inept Ravens offense. I I don't, you talk about dome teams going out into the cold and not liking them. No way. I like the saints (laughs) going into this spot. This is going to be Cleveland running up and down the field all over that saints defense. They can once again, probably win this game despite or hiding their quarterback, I'm going to take Cleveland and give the three. I concur. Uh, definitely not taking uh, New Orleans in these conditions either. Uh, very faint wild card chances for both teams, uh, but New Orleans, of course, only a game out of the NFC South. <laughs> oh, that division. Uh, yeah, I don't know who the Saints are throwing to. I don't know if, they, if, if Red Rifle could throw it in these conditions. It's going to be pretty bad out there, so just – uh, go with, uh, I think the over-under is 32, is like the, the lowest over-under in many years. So Yeah, uh, and this will go usually, under. It, it might go under. Usually in those situations, it, there becomes some weird, like, touchdown, defensive touchdown on a fumble or something, a slick ball situation. So be careful with that under, uh, just because that number is so low, but I will concur and take Cleveland and yeah. give the three. No, this has got, like, serious 13 to 6 vibes to it. Uh, very well, me. Uh, Seahawks and Kansas City, uh, not going to be quite as uh, snowy and, and windy, but it's still going to be cold and, and some and some wind out there uh, for Geno Smith and the Seahawks. They are 7-7 seven and seven going into Pat Mahomes and the 11-3 and three Chiefs. Uh, both teams will be missing wide receivers. Uh, Mikael Harmon still not back from his uh, ab injury for the Chiefs. And, of course, the Seahawks are going to have to do it without Tyler Lockett, who busted his finger. Uh, Seahawks are the big dogs in this one, plus 10 at the Chiefs. That's a big number. But 
I am a man of my word, and I said that I was hard fading the Seahawks, and I meant it. I'm taking KC <laughs> squish. Uh, certainly understand why, but it's the Chiefs. I don't know how you can really trust them right now the way they're playing. you got to be careful. Anytime the Chiefs with a big number, biggest spread of the week, we've talked about big numbers all year, just not been the, the, the favorites year. It's been a lot of dogs, a lot of barking dogs out there. Uh, and also, specifically to this matchup, Seahawks pass defense has really rallied up from that terrible start they had early in the year. They are a much, much improved unit. That's actually the best unit right now of the defense because the run game has is, is been suffering. And, and uh, the Chiefs probably run for a lot more than, than one might think in this one. But I don't know about the passing uh, attack. Um, so that and the, and the bitter cold should tamp down the, the KC aerial show. I'm actually going to take the Seahawks in the 10 points in this one. Uh, Giants and Minnesota don't have to worry about weather here. They're in the dome. Giants eight five and one. Vikings eleven and three. But these two teams are doing the Spider Man meme because they it's are both up. lucky as fuck. Both <laughs> it's of the them. fraud. It's the fraud bowl. It's the fraud bowl. They are the 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 fraud bowl off uh, these two teams. I don't know who's going to come out uh, on on this. Uh, yeah, both of them. Both of them. How how you trust either one? Uh, Giants four and two on the road. Vikings seven and one at home. Giants are the underdogs plus four at the Vikings. I'll tell you what, you do not have anywhere to go down after what the Vikings just did last week. The, the, the come down from that is enough for me to say that the Giants are going to cover this number and possibly even win this game. I'm going to concur. I, but again, how do you trust either one? Giants are minus 25. <laughs> they're 8-5-1. and one. They're minus 25 on the year. God. Terrible. And the Vikings 11-3 and three and plus 2. How? Plus two. How do you do that? Plus 2. With those records. Never seen anything like it. Uh, Giants clinch a wild card with the win and a uh, two out of three loss between the three teams, Washington, Detroit, and Seattle. So they're going to be fighting. Uh, Vikings have clinched the division with whatever that was last weekend. Um, so maybe they don't have quite as much fight. I don't know. Uh, but how do you how, how the hell do you trust either of these two? I, I, field goal. Either way, field goal game. So I'll, goal. I'll concur and yep. take the four points. That was my, that's my vibe on this game completely is that this is going to be a three-point game. Back to terrible elements. Buffalo visits Chicago. Buffalo used to terrible elements. Buffalo played last week in terrible elements and came out on top, even though they didn't cover and cost me money. Er. Uh, again, betting on my locks, which I will not be doing this week. Um, but Buffalo eleven and three. Chicago three and eleven. Bitter, cold, gusty, uh, terrible conditions at Soldier Field. Uh, Bears will not have Chase Claypool again with a knee injury. They've got offensive line issues as well. Uh, the Bills, the big favorite on the road in this one, minus eight at Chicago. You know, these types of conditions, normally if this was Bears and uh, Bills in good conditions, I don't think I'd touch this game uh, for the Bears side. But this game, I've got under feelings coming from this game, which means if, that, if you're thinking this is going under – yeah, I'm taking the points because at this point I got to go with the team that's got the better running game. And as long as you've got Justin Fields, you've got the better running game. Uh, plus the bills have the number 26 graded rush defense, uh, your favorite place, PFF. 
if they can be had on the ground, I think the Bears can shorten the game and keep this under eight. They can be had. Uh, as we know, we know what Chicago's going to come in and do. They're going to run. They're, gonna, they're not going to throw. They're still number one running and dead last throwing. I suspect that's going to be where they finish for this season, um, especially without uh, Claypool. Uh, I don't know who Justin Fields would be trying to throw to. Um, Buffalo looks to clinch the division in this one. Another bad weather game, so they will be motivated. Um, can Fields keep the Bears in another one all by himself? It feels like he's out there like doing everything. He's trying to throw. He's just trying to run. Trying to throw to himself. Um, it, it's it's a lot. He's been covering some some spreads doing that. Is this is a little too much? Um, I'm going to take Buffalo and give the eight points. I, I don't think they're going to like beat them by two or three scores in those conditions. Um, so I, but I don't think the bears can stay within a, a, a score uh, of the bills. Uh, the bills actually have a little motivation. So I'll, I'll take Buffalo and give the eight uh, Houston and Tennessee. I still don't know what to make of the Houston Texans. They're still the, the worst record by a mile one twelve and one, but they have found a way to compete uh, the last few games. And, of course, the Titans, 7-7, seven and seven, and if they were a stock, they'd be, the red arrow would be pointing down. They have been falling uh, precipitously. Um, and, of course, they have to go with Malik Willis as uh, QB1. What you're talking about, Willis, uh, is the starting quarterback. Ryan Tannehill out with that ankle injury, and some reports say he may not be coming back this season. Uh, Willis, the good news, he'll get Traylon Burks back, who finally woke up from his nap in, in Philadelphia. Um, and has been cleared through concussion protocol. But the bad news is you're Malik Willis. You can't get him in the ball anyway. So what difference does it make? Uh, for the Texans, they should get Brandon Cooks back, uh, their wide receiver with a calf injury, but they put Nico Collins on IR with a foot injury. Um, in this one, the Texans are only a cop-out line three-point dog in Nashville at the Titans. Uh, you mean, yeah, the Texans are a three-point dog, right? I wasn't sure if you said I, I... I'm, I'm, it's late. I'm all messed up. I, was just, I thought you said the Titans were, but then there was like, no, you said the Texans were. It doesn't matter. I am going to now officially call them dead and buried. I'll tell you what, the Houston Texans are dead and buried because I have them to win this game, and it's my lock of the week. Sorry, Houston. Jay just locked you. You know what? Don't no, they're not dead and buried. You're running. You're running it out on locks. You're running the, the table. <laughs> The Houston Texans are going to go into Nashville and take out the Titans now because you are running the table on locks of the week. You are going to leave the sheet, uh, as we say in bowling. Um, and you're also going to do it because I'm going to go on the other side and take the Titans and give the three. This is, If there's ever going to be a game for the Titans to wake up and figure it out, this is the Houston Texans. This is Derrick Henry. You are their daddy. Derrick Henry owns the Texans. He can't stop running for 200 yards on the Houston Texans. It's just, it's muscle memory. He doesn't even try anymore to run for 200 on the Texans. It's just what he does. So if it's ever going to turn around for the, for the Titans, it's got to be in this game tomorrow against the Texans. Uh, they, they, they have to stay uh, ahead of Jacksonville because the Jags already started out the week with a victory. They, they, they're one up on the Jags or they were one up. Now they're a half game. Uh, no, they were they were two up actually at the start of the uh, of the week. So now they're one and a half up. Uh, so yeah, they they don't want to keep losing and wind up uh, falling behind. Did I get the Jags record messed up? No, Jags are at seven now. 
Yeah, I, I had it messed up. I had them at five and eight to start the week, and they're actually yeah, six no. and eight. Titans are a half a game uh, up on the Jags. And now they're seven and eight with that win. So yeah, right. yeah, the Titans have to uh, to, to keep winning to, to stay uh, ahead of the Jags. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Titans and give the three. I can't believe they're only a three point favorite, but that's how bad the Titans have been playing lately. And they got Malik Willis, but I think they know what they got to do, especially with Malik Willis as the quarterback. They know what they got to do. They got to just run, 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 and, and bury the Texans. Yeah. So I, I I've got Derrick Henry in my DFS lineup tomorrow, and as everybody should. Uh, Bengals visit the Patriots uh, up in Foxborough, um, and that would also be uh, chilly uh, conditions and, and bitter cold. Uh, Bengals are ten and four after all their struggles this year. Titan uh, uh, Patriots rather are seven and seven and still battling uh, for a playoff spot. Uh, Trey Hendrickson will return the edge rusher for the uh, Bengals despite his broken wrist. He's going to club it up and give it a go. Uh, but they will not have their tight end Hunter Hurst again with a calf injury. Uh, the, for the Patriots, uh, Devontae Parker is still staggering around. He's still dumplings. He's not going to play. Uh, the cornerback, Jalen Mills, is not going to play with a groin injury. But Damian Harris may uh, return to the field at running back uh, from his thigh injury. Uh, with that, the Bengals are the favorite on the road, minus three at the Patriots. I think that the Bengals are in tune-up mode right now. They look locked in. They're, uh, what, six in a row they've won now. I'm, they're going to make it seven. I don't think the Patriots are going to be able to hang with them. I'm going to take Cincinnati to win the game. I'm just going to take the team that's better. Oh, he did it again. That's what I was going to say about the Bengals now when they play people. It seems to take work. Take the better team. That's it. Hey, can't blame you there. Uh, yeah, since he goes from Tommy uh, up to New England, he's going from Brady to the Patriots, uh, the, the Brady and the Patriots, much better when they were together. Not so much uh, now that they're uh, separated. <laughs> Uh, New England fighting for a wild card spot since he's already in. Can New England's defense come through for them? They've been uh, trying to hold this team up uh, as Mac Jones tries to have his identity crisis and figure out who he wants to be. Um, I, I'm not going to go with the Patriots here. I'm going to go with the. I'm also going to go with a better team uh, and the team that's more uh, rounded out and, and in shape and, and doing what they're supposed to do as the uh, postseason approaches. Uh, the Bengals get ready to make uh, maybe another surprising uh, postseason run, but they are certainly uh, seem to be rounding in the form. And I don't think they're going to be down 17 to Mac Jones like they were to Tampa. Uh, Detroit and Carolina in Charlotte, uh, Lions 7-7 seven and seven, and Panthers 5-9. and nine, And despite those records, both teams are still fighting for playoff spots because of that awful uh, NFC South. Just crazy. So, uh, unbelievable. Uh, Detroit three and three on the road, Carolina four and four at home. So something's got to give there. Uh, Lions are the, where am I? Uh, favorites on the road, minus two and a half at the Panthers. Yeah, the, the Lions favorites lately. Huh? This used to be yeah, that's the auto me. fade. <laughs> this just used to be the what? Lions are a favorite? No, uh-uh, I'm right. not going to touch this one. Uh, this is the no idea why I have this one, but I've actually got the Panthers <laughs> to win this game. Um, no. I've got this, this feels like a kind of a trap game for Detroit. I, you know, they're riding high, but they're, they're riding high, but sometimes these teams that are on their way up kind of have that stumble when they shouldn't. And this feels like that kind of spot where, Oh yeah. Hey, we're, we're road favorites. We're starting to feel it. We just went and beat the jets and Carolina. They play some pretty good defense as well. They also 
run the football very efficiently, which Detroit does not do a good job of handling, although they've been better lately. They're still pretty bad stopping the run. I'm actually going to take Carolina to kind of spring the trap here on the Lions. Uh, the Panthers have certainly been a, a surprise, and they, they seem to always have uh, an effort ready for you under Steve Wilkes ever since uh, everything that happened went down, ever since the best player got traded and the coach got fired and everything went to hell. Uh, the Panthers have been a, a tough draw. Um, but the Lions, man, they are yeah. <laughs> there's something special going on there. I don't know exactly what. Um, I, I can't go Darnold over golf the way they're they're playing right now. That's kind of what that breaks down to. Is I just I, there's no way I'm taking Sam Darnold uh, over Jared Goff. The, the run games might play to a draw because they're both running uh, pretty efficiently. Um, but but when it comes down to quarterback play, uh, no, I, I got to go with the Lions in this one over over the Panthers. Uh, late afternoon action tomorrow. There's only two matchups uh in the late afternoon uh, the commanders visit the 49ers washington at seven six and one san francisco at ten and four um in this one uh finally chase young appears to have uh arisen from his slumber and will be activated and will play at least a rumor uh is that he's going to be activated and playing tomorrow finally coming back from his acl uh, injury for washington um as far as the niners go uh, debo is still down with his leg injury but it's okay because they got super purdy and he covers all ills. So everything will work out just fine for the 49ers, of course. Uh, six and one at home, Washington four, two and one on the road. Uh, commanders are the underdogs plus six and a half at the Niners. He, he covers all that and he's going to cover the spread. San Francisco <laughs> feels very much like Cincinnati. They're the Cincinnati of the a- NFC. They've won seven in a row. I think they're in tune up mode right now. Washington. Yes. Washington's fighting. For a playoff spot, I'm sure they're going to have some, some, you know, little grit and determination and fight in them. Man, San Francisco is another class compared to Washington. Uh, they're going to come at them. They're going to handle them pretty easy. Uh, I, I don't think Washington can just score enough points to stay under this number. So I'm going to take San Fran. Squish. Uh, yeah, you know how I feel about. San Francisco and, and Kyle Shanahan, and now everything is set up for anyone could step in a quarterback. I still think you could step in and have a, a good outing or two or three for the 49ers um, and, and make yourself a little money. You wouldn't have to go drive into blizzard anymore. You'd be set up for, for a long time. Uh, but this one, I got a, a feeling. I think Chico Rivera's defense might get a little dirty and grime this up a little bit uh, with with some pressure and uh, they, Rock Purdy should see some heat, probably the the likes of which he hadn't seen uh, in his other games uh, that he's played. So uh, I, I, it's hard to not assume that Kyle Shanahan will will scheme around whatever Washington has in mind. But yeah, just to cover the number, not necessarily to win. I'm I'm going to take the, the the potato skins and take the six and a half points. I think they'll they'll dirty it up uh, enough to to keep it close. Uh, we all know how I felt about this game, so I'm going to let Jay uh, handle everything to say about it. Philadelphia and Dallas, I've been telegraphing my pick on this. It's your lock of months, the week. And it's before Jalen Hurts Hit even it. got it's hurt. It's your lock of the week. You can just do <laughs> Come on. There you go. Uh, Gardner Minshew and the 13-1 and Eagles are plus four and a half at Dak and the 10-4 and Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, so now – the Cowboys get to get revenge on the Eagles 
for the Cooper Rush game, right? Uh-huh. And now they get to play the Eagles backup. Problem is, the Eagles are still really good. And <laughs> I think the Eagles are still going to win this game. So I'm going to take oh. the Eagles and crap all over your lock. I don't think it's going to be – yes, it's a drop from Hurts to Minshew, but I, I still – I think that the Eagles are going to still have enough offensively. That offensive line, I think, is going to negate some of that Cowboys pass rush. That's the best offensive line in football. They're going to be able to get things done. If you cannot get to Minshew, and you, if he has time back there, that you know, the Cowboys can get carved up. We've, we've seen that. And uh, I think that Philly offensive line is going to have something – uh, for the for the Cowboys and Eagles are going to sew this thing up. Okay. Uh, Cowboys do indeed need to uh, beat the Eagles and, and make a run in order to make a last minute uh, run at the NFC East, and the Eagles have to keep losing uh, after they lose tomorrow if that ha- if that does happen. Um, yeah, uh, as I referenced and have been referencing, Week Six Sunday Night Eagles twenty six seventeen over the Cowboys. Uh, Cooper Rush the starting quarterback for the Cowboys, 18 of 38 for 181 uh, with a touchdown and three INTs. Dak ain't Ooh. doing that. Uh, Dak is absolutely not doing that. I, Yeah, I, I still feel the same uh, that the Cowboys are going to kill the Eagles and get revenge for that game. I felt that way even before the Jalen Hurts injury. What I'll say is um, that apparently just going by this, this free – contest, it's free handicapping contest that I get the spreads from, uh, apparently they all agree with you. This uh, The contest allows me to look at the spread, what it is right now, even if I pick the games um, at, at any other time during the week. When the news came out about Jalen Hurts potentially missing the game, he hadn't been officially ruled out yet, but all indications were that he wasn't going to be able to play with his shoulder injury. I went in and, and clicked on the Cowboys and locked that pick in because uh, this was like Tuesday, I think, because I assumed that once it became official, then the the Cowboys would be even more of a favorite. At that time that I locked it in, it was Dallas minus six. I was absolutely shocked to go to the spreads today and see that it's actually down to Dallas minus four and a half. Uh, now that the news is official that it's going to be Gardner Minshew. I'm not quite sure what that means, except that, People think that it's too big of a spread for the Cowboys uh, over such a good team in the Philadelphia Eagles. And even though it's going to be officially Minshew now, they, they think it's 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 good. It's good enough. The Minshew is good enough to to keep the Cowboys uh, close, and and their the money or whatever the you know, the fake points in this contest is going on Philadelphia. So they agree with you. They think uh, the Eagles are are much the better team and good enough to stay. Uh, close to Dallas if not win the game. So uh, you should feel good about that, I suppose. But I, I thought I, I thought this was going to go up to seven or eight once it became official. I really did. So we'll um, see how it all shakes out. Sometimes you get these, these games, especially these heated division games, though, where you, you get that injured quarterback or you get that big injury. And, and the Eagles defense, you can't sleep on them either. They They might have one of those games. They might step up. They, they might. I just feel very strongly. Everyone knows I felt very strongly for two months with the Cowboys. You locked this up uh, three months ago. I'm not backing off of it now. On Saturday night, the Las Vegas Raiders are going to visit the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the telecast and everything around it is going to be all about the Immaculate Reception and the 50th anniversary 
And one small problem with that is, oh, Franco Harris is not going to be there. This was such a shocking uh, death. Like the, the that day, that Tuesday, that day, apparently he was walking around and shaking hands and doing interviews with people and talking about the Immaculate Reception and everything seemed perfectly fine and he, he dropped dead Tuesday night. So very stunning. Uh, I know I made fun of it because I don't really respect Franco Harris, but I'm sure it was a very, very disappointing, devastating loss for the, uh, the for Steeler Nation there. And now our question for our purposes is how do we think it's going to affect the actual game? Will it affect the game? Will the Steelers come out and play for Franco or will they be uh, def- deflected and dejected and uh, distracted and all of that? So see how we feel on this one both teams are six and eight um vegas uh is going to be the very small two-point uh underdog at the pittsburgh steelers who are going to get uh, kenny small hands back as their quarterback uh yeah okay uh not a very good game uh is there an effect from this franco harris thing on the actual on the field product if there is, it's 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 negligible. I really don't think it's going to make a difference. I mean, it's not like the Raiders are going to want revenge on the Steelers for what happened 50 years ago, or the Steelers are going to step up for their fallen hero. I'm just going to, I'm going to take the Raiders because, again, when the guy dies a few days before, you got to got to spoil the party too. So the Raiders are going to just come in because this is a very Raiders-like thing to do. Just go in there and spoil the party. Just make it a miserable week all around. Just piss all over the field and piss on a logo. Yeah, that, yes. that would be a Raiders thing. Yeah. Now, I thought what you're going to say is after all that, I'm just going to take the Raiders because they're just the better team. No, no, no. I only use that with the Bengals. <laughs> oh, okay. But the Raiders are the better team. By They've got the same records. Uh, I don't know. They got they got the better talent. That's for damn sure. But yes, uh, <laughs> they should. <laughs> On paper, they should win this game. In Madden, they are definitely the better team. Um, will Will Franco reach down and guide the steal? I'm just throwing those things out there because that's what the narrative is going to oh, be. Oh God! Know, Especially if this is a, oh, it's going to be on NBC too, which is the most overproduced crap. <laughs> uh, at least. At least Al Michaels won't be doing it, so th- at least there's that. Uh, they 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 won't lateral a win right to Vegas. We know that <laughs> they're not going to pull a, a Jacoby Myers. Uh, but I'm not taking Kenny Smallhands in single digit windy weather over uh, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. I, I'm, I'm I am taking the Raiders because they are the better team uh, on paper and uh, on the field, and so I will concur with you there. Um, and also because it will spoil the party in Pittsburgh, which would make me laugh. On actual Christmas Day, there are three games. There are uh, no weather concerns for actual Christmas Day. With all those miserable-ass games tomorrow uh, on Christmas, there's one game in Miami, and then there's two dome games, so at least there's that. Uh, On Christmas, uh, in the early afternoon, the Packers go to Miami to get out of the wind and snow and actually go down to South Beach, so I'm sure they'll enjoy that. Green Bay, 6-8, and they are trying to make their run to to 9-8. and And Miami at eight and six, uh, and they're trying to hang on uh, for their playoff lives. Uh, Packers in this one are the dogs plus three and a half at Tua and the Dolphins. I, I know your pick on this one too, because you yeah. are going to try. You're trying to will the Packers to uh, their nine and eight record. So since you're trying to will that into existence, unfortunately. I think this is where it all comes crashing down for you in the narrative. I think Miami is just – they are the better team, 
but they're just too loaded and they're in rhythm. And, you know, and Aaron Rodgers, he's still having these moments where he just doesn't quite, even against the Rams where he's throwing the ball and he knows where he's throwing the ball, but his receivers don't know where, where they're supposed to be. And you just, you're still seeing it happen way too much. You can get away with that against the Rams. You're not going to get away with that against Waddle and Hill Tua, and that, and that, uh, two-headed running attack. No, Miami's just way too loaded offensively in their building. Uh, I think they run them out of the building here. I think this kind of unceremoniously ends the Packers' season. So I'm going to take Miami. Squish. I'm certainly worried uh, because Green Bay's uh, defensive backs have not been as impressive uh, as expected this year, and uh, Waddle and Hill could absolutely uh, lay waste to, uh, to the Packers and embarrass them out there. Um, and Tua may have figured it out. He may have figured out how to adjust to, to tight middle coverage, and uh, he sure looked like he figured it out uh, in Buffalo. Uh, again, the Dolphins were leading. They could have very easily won that game straight up. Uh, so are they going to take it back down to uh, Miami and, and hold off the Packers at home? Uh, they, they, they might. You, you could say they probably will, but I'm still sticking with my narrative. I'll, I'll go Aaron over Tua uh, in, a, in a fun one, in a in back and forth. I like the over in this one. Um, and I'll take the uh, the Packers to come out on top. They're they're desperate, man. Nine and eight. They they, they gotta they gotta do it. They gotta feel it. So I, I, I I'm gonna go with the Pack. Um, and in the late afternoon on Christmas Day, uh, in the game that everybody can skip, nobody has to watch this. The Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the only battle uh, all weekend between teams that are officially mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. So there's no reason to watch this unless you're just a huge football fan or you're a degenerate gambler. Uh, they're both four and 10. They're both terrible. Uh, Russ is ready to ride. So that's, that's what the Broncos have going for him. He's ready to come back um, and play quarterback for the Broncos. Uh, the Rams keep subtracting people, no reason to play Aaron Donald this year. He's uh, not going to play and he's probably not going to play uh, again this season. There's no reason to do that. So it's going to be Russ versus Baker. Um, and the, Broncos are actually the road favorite in this one, minus three at the Rams. That's just crazy that we're at this point, that the Broncos, as bad as they have been, as poorly coached, are three-point favorites at the world champs. Well, so do you – They're playing playing the Pete Myers Bulls at this point. I I mean, this is what the Rams have become. (laughs) This is one of of the worst championship defenses I have ever seen. And I'm still taking the Rams to win this game. <laughs> Pete Myers Bulls, for those who aren't familiar. Um, is that a deep cut? <laughs> it is. I, I feel like I have to explain it because not everybody remembers. I mean, this is going back. This is when when did Jordan retire? Uh, 1998, uh, 1999. When he left yeah. the Bulls was our last title. So this is when, uh, yeah, I'm thinking 98 or something like that. 98, was the last right. Because they won three, took two off, and then won yep. three more. So that would have been, yep, that would be 97, 98, right around there. So the 1999 Chicago Bulls, uh, who were technically defending world champions, uh, but running Pete Myers out there as their shooting guard because that 23 <laughs> guy, Jordan, had retired. So yeah. therefore, you're the champs. you got to run a team out there. So they're running guys like Pete Myers and Rusty LaRue and guys like that out there in their starting lineup. And it's like, uh, that's not the world champions. 
but they they were technically they were, they were the defending champions. So that's yeah, that is a deep cut. That was that's very good. Um, yeah, I I was wondering what do you think Brett Rippin at quarterback? I don't know. Russ is so bad, but, yeah. but do you think do you think Denver's still favored with Brett Rippin? Because I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I, you know, there's enough Baker love probably. I think if Brett Rippin was a quarterback, it's probably a push. Or, or a pick them. Uh, I don't know, but uh, but Denver's uh, the favorite. Russ is there. Um, yeah, they uh, both teams uh, eliminated, so it's truly an insignificant game. Uh, Baker's beginner's luck ran out uh, last Monday in Green Bay. Uh, two prideful defenses still trying. I, I I'm gonna ride with Russ. I'm gonna give the three. I think uh, he was starting to play oh. a little better. Uh, you know, having that that connection with uh, uh, with uh, um, I, I almost said Romeo Dobbs. That's not right. Um, the the receiver up there whose name is escaping me at the moment because it's it's late and I'm tired. Judy, um, Jerry Judy. Yeah, that's the guy um, who will hopefully uh, lead me to victory in my uh, fantasy playoff game. Oh, so good, you think, good, good for you. you. You think I'd remember his name? That I, it, I'm in the fantasy playoffs, but I can't even remember my guy's name. That's how old I am, folks. That's what 47 feels like. If you're wondering, it's. Uh, can't even remember your guys' names. You're in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, Denver and give the three. On Christmas night, the Buccaneers visit the Cardinals. Uh, Bucks still have their defensive injury issues. Uh, Vita Vea, Carl Nassau, Jamel Dean are all out again. But they're facing Arizona with Trace McSorley as the starting quarterback now that Colt McCoy is dumplings. Uh, so with that, the Buccaneers at 6-8 uh, and eight are the 7.5-point favorite at the 4-10 and 10 Cardinals. What a huge number for as bad as you have been. But that's more of a testament. I think that's more of an anti-Arizona number because as bad as Tampa is, the Cardinals, they're just giving it up to everybody right now. This isn't even Colt McCoy. It's Trace McSorley. If Tommy cannot go out to the desert and obliterate the Arizona Cardinals and Trace McSorley and Baby Terminator and, 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 you know, and, and zero defense, but just back up the trucks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is this has got to be a get-right spot for them after that meltdown last week against the Bengals. So I'm going to begrudgingly take Tampa and give the points. I don't like it one. That that, that outfit still being a division champ is, is just sickening. It, it's disgusting. Uh, yeah. The, the the Cliff Kingsbury Wormers have started. Um, it looks like it's about over in Arizona for them. This isn't going to help if he loses to this messed up squad. Uh, but as messed up as Tampa is, they're they're not losing to Trace McSorley. Um, so I'm going to concur and take Tampa and give the the seven and a half. And on Monday night, uh, another dome game. So all the bad weather is tomorrow. Um, Clippers and Colts. Los Angeles eight and six, eighty four nine and one. Uh, Derwin James looks to return from his quad injury for the Clippers. Indy's got injury issues. Jonathan Taylor's done. His ankle is busted. Uh, Nick Foles getting the start, as we discussed, over uh, Matty Ice. Clippers are the favorite, minus four at the Colts. Yeah. Uh, you talk about the come down for the Vikings. Well, this would be the comeback for the Colts. I think their coach is actually still in Minnesota. Just, just wow, yeah. man, how great. Yeah, no, uh, Justin <laughs> Herbert's going to light these guys up. Give me the, give me the Clipper Chargers. Uh, certainly understand uh, why you would go that way. Uh, 
it, it was not Matty Ice's fault. I don't understand putting Nick Foles uh, in at the as the answer. But I think the Colts can stay close because that Clippers run D continues to be ass. Continues. Even without Jonathan Taylor, I think the Colts will stay in it just because of, of the run game. Um, I know the Clippers clinched the wild card with a win, and if Vegas and New England lose, so they'll be uh, motivated. But I'm, I'm going to take the Colts to, to cover the four. The Colts will have uh, it covered at the end of the third quarter and then give up 30 oh no. points oh no. <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Oh, dear. Uh, that, that, may be the, uh, that may be what happens. More on our after show when we come back. Into our VIP after show program, there's almost expectations for this week, I think, off of all the craziness from last week. It can't possibly be that crazy again. But no. there's all that weather. There's all this possible snow. There's all these, these yeah. ice conditions. Stuff happens in those conditions. So it, it may be some more Benny Hill next week. I may, I may have to go pull well, some more uh, anything, announcers. Though, I, think that, I think that actually makes it look a little bit more like, you know, old school football. I don't think you're going to have teams coming back in, uh, you know, coming back from three touchdown deficits in sub-zero weather. You're also not going to probably have that many teams get up by three touchdowns in sub-zero weather. Right. Uh, is, is that what Justin Jefferson said? All we need is five touchdowns. Oh, it's Patrick Peterson, I think. Uh, yeah. Get us five touchdowns and we got your back. And, and if I catch did. you for the year and you lose your shit and you just decide we got to disagree on every game, is that what's going on? Again, we make our picks independently. <laughs> I have no idea what you were picking coming in. Uh, but we did like have a nine. lot of disagreements. You think it's that many? Yeah, it's a lot. Ah, uh, ha! I think you're wrong. I think it was ten. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> ten out of fifteen. That's, that's a lot. That is a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, it's easier to count the ones we agree on. We agree on Cleveland. We agree on the, the Giants. Giants. Yep. We agree on the Bengals. We agree on the Raiders. We agree on the Bucks being the turd in the punch bowl in Pittsburgh, and we agree on the Bucks, and we disagree on everything else. Wow, including we'll go five and on five. each other's lock. Yeah, About we'll that. go five and five, and we'll both win our locks. And we'll both win our locks. Yeah, we'll, you, know. <laughs> you have to win your lock because you're running the table. It doesn't matter. But it's just it it's just matter. fun at this point. But I'm ending the I'm ending the Texans run here. That's why I locked them <laughs> up this week. You stopping that shit right now? No, I just something's in the water for the Titans. They got you know they've actually for the it looked like they were running away with that division. Now they got a team breathing down their necks. They got the backup quarterback who's just god awful. No. Ugh. I know they beat them seventeen ten last time with Willis, but you know Houston's been. Competitive, at least. Um, and, and I, I if didn't... that kid makes some, if that kid makes some awful throws and some bad mistakes, or you know, if Henry gets stripped, it's going to be cold in Tennessee. Not like normal Tennessee weather. It's going to be a weird right. game, I think. So, I, I didn't I even reference that game. Houston, wouldn't be shocked if Houston goes in there and spoils it for them, and then just throws that whole division into disarray. 
Uh, Willis did have to make the start for the Titans in Houston in week eight. Um, and it, it, it was so uh, ineffective that he they wound up having him throw one time in the second half. One man, pass man. in the second half. 17 to 10, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I figure they should do this, about the same thing. And, yeah, just rely on Derrick Henry to, to own the Texans, which he does. He absolutely owns them. I uh, I did not – I was going to pat myself on the back and give my best of the week to my uh, my DFS winnings last week. Ah. My, my $3.50 investment that won me $75. I was very proud of that. That's my best outing so far. I'm jealous. Uh, I wish I could do that. Finished 394th in one of the in my, my one lineup. Finished 394th out of 360,000. Nice. So very nice. I was I was uh, pretty impressed with that. Of course, I had a, a lineup of complete studs and then one guy who just completely didn't show up. Right. Well, that's, that's how it always goes. Right. 394 and one. Yeah, but I don't. Did I send you my team? Uh, you might have. Man, well, well, I'll tell you this team, though. You just want to hear, like, this is how lucky you can get with fantasy football. Because there's no – nobody should have this combination. Uh, but I'll tell you who did well. Jalen Hurts was my quarterback. Yeah. Something about Eagles quarterbacks playing Hurt getting me fantasy uh, <laughs> relevance. You would know all about that. Uh, Derrick Henry was the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devontae Smith with Jalen Hurts was the man. Yep. Zay Jones was the oh. man. Oh my God! Drake London even had 13 points. He was the only guy on Atlanta's offense who was getting balls thrown at him, which was nice. Uh, Juwan Johnson was the man. Touchdown machine. Latavius Murray was the oh. man. And the Broncos defense did well. And then Miles Sanders had 2.9. Oh. So I had. Stud, 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 just all up and down the lineup. And then Miles Sanders gets me 2.9 points. That's how it goes. Man, it he, goes. he was the Amari Cooper of my <laughs> uh, my better – by that lineup I had with Geno Smith early in the season, the one that won me the, the $20. But, no, I, I actually had a $3 lineup with this lineup that won me 50 And then one of their free uh, – ones i put this lineup in the free contest and that one's 25 bucks for free can't beat that so yeah 75 bucks actually got me back to pretty much whole for the season so i've pretty much i'm still basically flat for the year from where i started with DraftKings. so i've having i'm having fun doing it and it hasn't cost me anything yet that's great so yeah i'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the I'm, same boat I, I keep i keep winning and losing and going up and down and and you know, not giving them any extra money, um, but still staying competitive. And then they have those free contests as well, so I can always yeah. uh, play so I'm those. I'm in the free. I actually have a Gardner Minshew lineup. Oh wow! Because he's only forty eight hundred. Right. So having Gardner Minshew in my lineup allowed me to just load up like everybody else. So I've got like Justin Jefferson, Derek Henry. You know, it's just like <laughs> sure. what happens when you can play a forty eight hundred dollar quarterback. Uh, somebody might win with Malik Willis as their quarterback. He might decide to go. Uh, no, because I remember trying that with <laughs> Ellinger. Oh, that didn't go well. No. I had a, I had a, I had another uh, like a fifty cent lineup last week. Desmond Ritter. No, oh, that didn't go well either. 
Yeah. Because well, it's so cheap. Some, sure. Some some of them are going to work out, and most of them are not going to. But yeah, I think I've got so. two two lineups. I, I know one of them's been chewed. I forget who the other one is. It might just be Mahomes or something like you know. So it's like I just played just went chalk. Like right. that's the that's you know probably one of the uh, better weather games, even though it's going to be cold in Kansas City. It's not supposed to be the, the, like this brutal, like, you know, 70 mile an hour winds or whatever, like this, right. this Cleveland game, this Bears right. game. That's why, and one of the reasons I took the Bears was I kept getting, I keep getting flashbacks to how headstrong the Bills are in bad weather. You know, because they're so bad at running the football that they're just going to keep throwing. And if it's that windy and it's that nasty, um, that does, we saw that happen with them when they did that with the Patriots. The Patriots ran the ball, you know, threw the ball three times. Yeah, I think they've uh, adjusted. Um, they they know that uh, project will just run over people. They they yeah. adjusted now. They they know that they can't uh, rely on uh, Devin Singletary to carry the mail in those bad conditions. So now they just uh, transition to have uh, Project run a bunch of uh, read options. And he'll just yeah, keep it and run over your ass. Yeah, and they've been and they've been mixing in James Cook a lot more, the rookie. Um, yeah. He's been he's been relevant in their in their passing attack and their rushing attack too. No, I, I'm setting the number on that game right now at 200. If I gave you 200 as the over under for rushing yards from quarterbacks in that game tomorrow, what would you what would you take? <laughs> and I set the number at 200. It, it, that's a that's that's a lot. I, I I would go under, but not by much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, but yeah, I could see it going over. I could see one no, of those I, guys I running easily for a buck thirty, buck forty, and the other one putting yep. up eighty or ninety. Mm-hmm. No, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, since the Bears have become more at least fantasy relevant, the uh, Bears lead the league in designed quarterback runs, which is, I believe, sure. something that. They did not have with Matt Nagy. Oh. That was designed quarterback oh. sacks. <laughs> designed quarterback failures. Matt Nagy uh, led yeah. the league in that. So some, somebody's figured this out with Matt, Matt Eberflus or whoever's <laughs> calling that Bears offense, but they clearly know where the bread is buttered in that offense, and they're trying to basically play uh, – they're playing off fields like he's Lamar, and it's working. Absolutely. Luke Getze, my guy. Luke Getze. <laughs> I'm, I, as get a Lamar, Bears fan, I'm just... <laughs> get, get Justin killed on three. Break. <laughs> I'm just happy to find somebody that actually uses Justin Fields' talents. Like, this is why you drafted the guy. Use him like that. Come on. And that's what, what no, Luke Getze is doing. For, for what some of these runners that we've seen, um, yeah, if they can you know, improve that offense. I'd I'd be shocked if the Bears aren't just drafting offensive line or stud wide. This is the problem with Justin Fields, like I think you have with Lamar Jackson. I don't think you have to get him stud receivers. Get him guys that can catch the ball. Well, yeah, you got to – it's like, you know, Lamar's got Mark Andrews, right, which makes sense. He's He's – big, easy target for when Lamar breaks contain. And, and Justin Fields doesn't quite have one of those guys yet. He needs one of those types. He doesn't need a guy who's going to go speed burn down the field for a 70-yard touchdown. That's not their offense. 
Lamar, uh, Justin Fields is the guy who's going to do that. That touchdown run he had against the Packers was insane. Nobody touched him. Did I lose you? Is the show over? <laughs> I think we got snipered. Have a good Christmas, everybody. I don't know if I'm still on the air, but I'm 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 out. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.